Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of News to Reviews. Normally your place to be for gaming news stories and your place to be for impressions on the latest games, but not this week, no. We're on holidays and this is our first bonus episode that is coming at ya. Fuck, when's it coming at ya? It's coming at ya. It's coming. It's still coming. Oh, shit. This will be on Christmas Day. So, Merry fucking Christmas to everyone listening. Wow. Merry Christmas from the past. Holy shit. And I I feel like it's Christmas here already, even though we're recording this on December 9th, because I have with me my wonderful co host that I do for these days most episodes of. Some of the episodes, at the very least. Some, some. Lock, locky. <laughs> what up? I, I thought for a moment you were going to go, um, like go off center and introduce Anthony. Just yeah, to really, straight up. Yeah, really put in the corkscrew. Um, and also we have our wonderful also co-host Anthony. Yes, I'm here as always. You, the podcast wouldn't be done without me. Dang it. There you go. Well, let's keep it going. Do you want to introduce the next co-host, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, we finally have the co-host with the most toast, Aaron. <laughs> hey, the co-host with the most bad opinions, baby. Or opinions yeah, we don't maybe, like. Maybe, maybe. Hard truth, should I say. That's all right. No, no opinions are bad opinions. <laughs> Unless you're on Twitter. Ah. Oh, opinions are like assholes. Yeah. They can be terrible. They're pretty <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> they can smell like shit. Yours is just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Full of diseases. Just mm, not good. That is Except definitely, definitely the saying. Um, I'm extra excited about this bonus episode, gentlemen. This is my favorite episode of news to reviews that we do every single year and it's our longest running tradition i think is this is the fourth time we are doing it yes this is news to reviews presents the game awards part four colon the sin newsmatic reviews verse (laughs) yes (laughs) nailed it mate i'm not going to be saying that every time you're not (laughs) well we can we can Shorten it. This is our fourth annual Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we have Christmas specials. That's amazing. I, it, Crazy. It only has just struck me. This is the Game Awards <laughs> that actually matter. This is the real anticipated Game Awards, though we do not have any world premieres for you. We we apologize for that. It's okay. But before we get kicked off with this uh, Game Awards extravaganza, Anthony, remind the peeps where they can find your wonderful podcast. You can find the podcast that uh, me and my friend Jaden do over at What Do You Think About This Podcast? It's where all good podcasts are sold. Your Spotify, your Amazon, your Apples. You can also hit us up on Twitter at WDYTATPod. Hit us up if you want to talk to us about being on one of our episodes, if you want to us to be on one of your episodes, or if you just want to chat to us. We're always here for a good time. Polished as fuck. Nice mm-hmm. one. I definitely I recommend rehearsed. 
jumping on that podcast as well too it is always a fun time i really love it and hurry up and get that hopefully by now by the time this episode comes out on christmas day you have uploaded that episode you recorded Mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if not, very naughty. Santa should be putting coal in your stocking this oh. Christmas, Anthony. <laughs> oh, I, I, if somehow I haven't, that oh, th- oh this, this is not good. <laughs> this bodes poorly. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put Gollum and Redfall in your stocking. Oh, dearie me, and uh, th- please don't, if, if you want to give anyone a rating, don't rate us like you would Gollum or Redfall, give us a decent rating, <laughs> pretty please, <laughs> wherever you happen to be listening to the podcast, it's the best way you can help us get into the ears of more peeps. Hey, it's like a free Christmas present you can give to all of us, leaving us a rating or review, you can do it for what do you think about this as well, it's fucking wonderful. Let's that's right. Wear your go. ghosts of Christmas past for this mm. special. You can be the ghosts of our Christmas future. Yes. Or whatever you like to celebrate around the holidays. Wear the ghost of that as well, too. Take Ooh. your pick. Yes. <laughs> I think you made that joke years ago, actually, Lockie, where the, the non-denominational Christmas spirit, you called it. Ooh. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember past episodes. Yeah, it, it was that genuinely. Was, it was four years ago, so I I don't blame you. <laughs> I, you I look forward to having a couple of drinks with you one night while you recount all of these amazing memories that I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I look forward to it because I'll get to. Ex- it'll feel like I'm experiencing it again for the first time. <laughs> mm. I'm glad all these recordings are here so you know it actually happened, Lockie. <laughs> it's all just figments in your memory. There you go. All right. <laughs> it wasn't all a dream. It is time for News to Reviews presents the Game Awards Part 4, colon, the Sinusmatic reviews averse. Oh, yes. Now, I, f- I feel like it's, it's, you know, part of the fun here is reading out all the different games and the categories so maybe let's just go we'll go in alphabetical order so aaron can get us kicked off now just to remind people we do the game awards here a little bit different here at news to reviews each of us has picked a nominee for each category uh we come up with a category some of them are jokes some of them aren't jokes and uh yeah we actually hash it out right here and and fight it out to decide what we are going to pick for the winner of each category. So prepare yourselves everyone. Let's get stuck into it. So Aaron Okay guys, the first category is play of the year. So this is for the best gameplay of mm. 2023. Oh yeah. Our first nomination is Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian Studios. Um, Then we have Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac Games, Street Fighter 6 by Capcom, and Hogwarts Legacy by Avalanche Software. And I'm coming back. Oh, yes. Aaron, in the future, you don't need to say that you're coming back because I'll probably just cut out all oh, that. Oh, yeah. No one knows. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll cut all that shit out. <laughs> so, it's all good. Anyway, who right, wants sorry. to get us kicked off there? Who wants to go to bat with their nominee? Ooh. Yep. I'll go for Hogwarts. I'll jump on. All right. All right. Why do you think all it right. should be play of the year, Aaron? I played okay, it. Okay. So- yeah, why? Uh, I chose just what 
<laughs> I chose Hogwarts as gameplay of the year because it is one of the it, it's it's such a different change of pace to most games that we play in regards to how we play them kind of thing. And what I mean by that is it's kind of like how you play Diablo, how you like assign different skills to different button sets and it's all a a, a foray of changing between those skill sets and cooldowns but in 3D. Um, I just found that fascinating and so different and it was kind of refreshing to to have gameplay that you know, brought that Diablo kind of feel into like a third-person open adventure action game. And it just works so well, especially when you get the combos going, you get the perfect uh, parries going, and I don't know, you see all the particle effects of all of the spells and everything. To me, that was just refreshing and fun. Like, nothing I've experienced The colors, children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can instant kill people too. Yeah. No, no, and I'll add to that, like, credit to... It's funny, it feels so long ago that Hogwarts Legacy came out, but it did come out at the beginning of the year. So, mm-hmm. like, I think it's great that you included it in here because it's just such a non, <laughs> non-factor in my brain. <laughs> um, I, what I'll say in its credit is I think for them to do a AAA, extremely well-produced, well-funded game that is set in the Harry Potter magical universe, I think they really did find combat mechanics that really hit the mark across all the demographics of you know young easy to enter gameplay uh, game players all the way through to a little bit of something there a little bit of meat on the bone not too much for the intermediate and experience and then everyone that likes rpg mechanics they said basically fuck you we're gonna do the ubisoft three stats thing so you've got your stats but they're just three of them and they're fucking nothing so like you know it's marketable as hell. Not to mention traversal's mm. really good too. Like if you, I don't know, if you're looking at the top of a cliff or something, you know, most open world games, it's either you're climbing up the rock face or you're trying to work out how to get there. With this one, just literally hop on your broom with a couple of button presses and you can fly there in a matter of, I don't know, three or four seconds kind of thing. All and there right. you are. So to me, that was kind of refreshing to, to look at somewhere and just go fly to it in an instant. All right, all uh, right. Dragon if Ball Z, anyone? <laughs> yeah, if, mm. look, if we're going to start talking about traversal here, let's everyone sit the fuck down and let me talk about Spider-Man <laughs> all right. 2. All right. Because Ooh, holy okay. shit, like, it, look, the traversal, I did like how you could just jump on a broom at any point in Hogwarts Legacy. That, w- that was fun. You could just fly anywhere. But it was like, you know, it was just a useful thing to have. I wouldn't say like, oh, it was super fun doing that. You just kind of zooming along through the air and there wasn't much more to it whereas spider-man 2 the the traversal holy shit swinging through new york city uh the the use of the web wings i want to go to new york (laughs) (laughs) look you don't have to worry about the traffic when you're swinging over it at a thousand miles per hour uh with the power of the ps5 insomniac has been able to just absolutely throttle spider-man uh, both the Spider-Man to the nth degree and the speeders which you move around in the city is ridiculous. They added in that that launch thing that that Spider-Man does from the first Raimi movie where he kind of slingshots himself through the air. It's so satisfying and so fun to use. Uh, I had a great time with the combat and the traversal the whole way through Spider-Man. 
easily my favorite gameplay this year that's for sure i did enjoy hogwarts legacy like you do some fun combos with the spells and stuff but there was a certain point you got to where there was still a ton of game left where they weren't offering you anything new and i just felt like they didn't quite get there like maybe with a sequel let's see um also uh fuck jk rowling that has no bearing on whether or not i think it should win play of the year but i just think whenever we talk about it i like to mention fuck that <laughs> bitch she sucks uh yeah. anyway <laughs> I, I i definitely agree about um yeah the gameplay of spider-man 2 it's an incredible upgrade um by what was given to us in the first spider-man game yeah traversal combat uh just the abilities you get you get all these different mechanics that you can use however you want however for me personally it is street fighter 6 um i don't know it's such a culmination in a way of all the different mechanics that have come through in the last almost four decades of street fighter games you have all the things that they've taken from each game learned what works what doesn't work and melded it together in such into such a consistent system that you have like 12 year old kids destroying some of the best players in the world because they figured out how to use the system so well it's just it opens up the playability for newcomers, um, the old the old guard, I guess you'd call them, uh, to like come in, show their stuff. <laughs> the gatekeepers. And, the gatekeepers. <laughs> Different group. Don't like those guys. Um, but yeah, it's Street Fighter Six. I think really shows that you can develop a gameplay system that works just as well for the old players, the new players, the intermediate guys, the pro level guys. It. It really does have a system that I think anyone can just pick up, play, have a good time. And if you really want to invest your time in it, there's some just insane stuff that you can pull out of your ass with this game. And that's just my two cents on that one. Oh, well, you find me over. I like pulling <laughs> things out of my ass as well. All right. So, um, runner, uh, the, the finalist for play of the year, I'd like to put forward the nomination for Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, this is a tricky one because I feel like um, Baldur's Gate 3, it's interest, It's an interesting game and I feel like um, it's the best fucking game in the world and it, and it deserves to win that. But I feel like in its gameplay, that is actually probably its weakest element, particularly compared to the single player experience for people. So okay, just you know, this, you know what this category is, right? It's best gameplay. <laughs> you know that? Yes. Best gameplay. <laughs> I know. I know. And this is, I, I know I'm, I'm conceding. I've listened to all of these amazing nominations oh, okay. and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Traversal is absolutely painful as hell in that game. Um, it, it takes a really long time to move anywhere across the map. There's no way you can speed up your characters. So it has all of these little things within the gameplay that whilst excellent for a tactical, top-down, role-playing, semi-open world experience, it's probably not quite hitting the mark for that really tight, streamlined experience in that category. What I will say, though is that from a multiplayer standpoint, the creativity that went into the gameplay mechanics around this, like, throwing things, um, <laughs> throwing around crows Crow. in multiplayer <laughs> to to kill either friends or foe, um, throwing Karlak's head, fucking just, just 
it's it's uh, uncanny the the um the the physics that go into the throwing mechanic are just absolutely they're hilarious they're fun uh they're amazing but i suppose i i will concede that i don't think it can win play of the year for best gameplay because for all of our wizards they only get one action point a turn and half of the time it fails or they miss <laughs> And that probably means that not a lot of fun is to be had for our <laughs> dear wizarding friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, if you're not going to bat for Baldur's Gate 3, which yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. What a fantastic mm. game. Oh, don't you worry. I'll be batting in a very different way. Okay. Well, <laughs> w- what is okay. the the one out of the other nominees that you'll throw your vote behind then? No, no, that is my nomination. I'm just conceding the award to you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, no, okay. You guys, you got to pick like, through a stalemate. <laughs> help us settle it. <laughs> yeah, you know I what know. I Because mean? I'm sticking <laughs> with Spider-Man. Okay. Like, to be honest, when it comes to game of the year, I think that's where I'm going to have more wiggle room with Spider-Man because it's my personal game of the year, but I can also see how people looking from the outside might not have it as their game of the year so i have a bit more wiggle room there like spider-man 2 feels like a game that was made in a lab for me specifically zach sitting here today whereas Baldur's mm. gate 3 i feel like is the fucking game of the year for everyone if that makes sense <laughs> all right well well let's not get ahead of ourselves because that's the last category <laughs> yeah. so um <laughs> Spoiler so, kind of meta gaming get meta gaming this a little here. Sorry, um, but yes, but but yes, um, I, I'm happy to concede Spider-Man Two is best game gameplay because I know the traversal mechanics and combat mechanics are tight. Cool. I just don't like the game because it's another <laughs> stupid fucking Spider-Man comics game, which is no criticism at all on its gameplay. It's the themes that I don't like. Okay, well, look, Anthony and Aaron, you have an opportunity here. You can throw a spanner in the works by changing your vote to one of each other's games and putting us back into a stalemate, (laughs) if you want to. We are. This is going to be like three hours if we do this. It's going to be a long time. I'm going to throw the biggest spanner you've ever seen and double down with Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I honestly, it's it, it was actually very difficult for me because as Zach was discussing Spider-Man, I'm like, yeah, shit, I do like that game's gameplay. <laughs> Damn it, I chose Street Fighter. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so oh. I think yeah, I honestly yeah, same with um Lockie. Yeah, you've turned my head around, Zach. You've really <laughs> made me see the light. I think it's Spider-Man too. I I don't really think there was a game that felt oh, as yes. tight gameplay wise as that game did. There you go. The news to reviews play of the year best gameplay goes to Spider-Man Two by Insomniac Games. Fuck yes, Anthony. What's the next next? Oh, well, I've had one drink. What's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next category? Ness one from Ness from Earthbound. <laughs> the the Ness cut. category, the Nestle Quick category, <laughs> is Game of the Year. This is the best overall sound in a video game this year. We game have we have the Game of the Year. I love it. Uh, we have <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo. We have Hi-Fi Rush by Tango Gameworks. We have Alan Wake 2 by Remedy, 
And we have Street Fighter 6 again by Capcom. <laughs> you just nominated Street Fighter 6 for everything. <laughs> yes, I did. Totally. Yes. There's no loopholes like in that. Nomination. You're like, you're like fuck, I'm, Street Fighter 6 is going to win one of these fucking awards. I, I will make my case first then, damn it. I will make yeah, my case first then, damn it. Yeah. Um, I, when I, now, the thing that I'm going to focus on here as well, along with just, obviously, I love the music in this game. I love the punchiness of the sound effects and all the like extra uh detail they put in where like if a character's powered up they'll have a different effect to all their all their stuff if a character gets hit a certain way it'll have a different sound if it's like a low hit a high hit a mid hit there's all these different sound combinations i'm also gonna go into a little further and talk about the accessibility options that exist for street fighter 6 um this game has so many insane options in terms of giving the player the accessibility to hear the game uh, how they want to hear it, I guess you'd say, Mm. where um, literally it's kind of, I think, why it won a certain Game of the Year award and the actual other Game of the Year awards. Uh, Accessibility-wise, a blind guy destroyed at one of the biggest fighting game tournaments this year because the game allows you to hear so many different um, things going on on the screen through, like, headphones or just Mm. sound systems in general, Mm. um, where you can hear, like, if someone's getting closer to you, the feet, the foots will, uh, the footsteps will sound louder as they get closer. If they do a punch, um, you can hear that, uh, uh, you can hear a different sound for that punch when it comes out. All these different additional effects that they give people who might otherwise not be able to either perceive it because, you know, there's too much going on, or they just literally might not be able to see the game. The game gives you so many options to be able to hear what's going on, and I just think that's an outstanding achievement in terms of accessibility to, you know, let people hear the game in a way that lets them play it. It's maybe not exactly what this category is about, but I just think it's neat that you know, there's so many options for people to be able to play this game now with all these oh. hearing additions. This is going to be tough for me because yeah. that's a really fucking good case to make. It literally yep. um, empowers the blind with the ability to see. <laughs> um, that's how good its audio is. So that's, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Imagine how good Daredevil would be at Street Fighter Six. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would destroy. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay, I guess the only argument <laughs> we need an accessibility um, category, <laughs> 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 but, but the, um, the yeah, the only argument I can I can make is um, is uh, the Tears of the Kingdoms soundtrack was so incredible, so complex and rich with different um, different musical tones, almost everything just feeling absolutely wonderful and such an amazing send up to the breath of the wild soundtrack in a way where it felt like it was uh it was both a natural extension of and its own individual thing at the same time leaning more into the chinese uh instruments and traditional music um i found it reminiscent of studio ghibli also visually um where that music really hits home i think if anyone has played through to the end of the game um there you know one of the climaxes is where it gets very studio ghibli and i'm i'm not going to spoil it but um but uh it it involves the sky in some sort of way and 
uh, if anyone can tell me that they didn't get the hairs on the back of their neck standing up out of sheer frisson, which is uh, only a feeling we can get that can be stimulated through the sound of music, um, then I'll gladly concede this award. Um, and I will only say that, yes, it may not have given the blind the ability to see, <laughs> but it made the people that could see no longer have to use their eyes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you on that, and but before I do, eat my I will... ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I need to be respectful. Eat my ass, you fucking. <laughs> Please. Yes, I'm glad you used his family name. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to agree with you that the music and renditions when they were there were fantastic. And Nintendo's always done a good job of that. So I will give you that, that when we do hear the music in that game, it's amazing. Now, I know you, Lockie. I know you've played many a Zelda game. You've been there from the very beginning of the great Zelda games of old. You've played all of them. You know that when it comes to a Zelda game, there is a fundamental piece of music that is missing in both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. And I... As a Zelda fan and a lover of the Zelda music, still can't forgive it. And that's when you're running around the wild, and what you get is a cat falling on a piano every 10 minutes, and they call that the overworld music. Compared to what you felt in Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, even Skyward Sword when you're riding around on your loft wing, compare all that to a cat falling on a piano every 10 minutes, it, I, you can't excuse it. Um, yeah, look, I, I'll, I agree, and my preference is for them to have an absolute banger overworld soundtrack. Twilight Princess was probably my favourite of those. Um, but really, if we're actually evaluating the soundtrack overall with what they do provide, um, they do a couple of things that really blew my mind in the moments that really called for it. So they knew how to utilize economically their music in the best possible moments for maximum effect and impact. So, um, and a good example of that is that once you get to their dungeons, um, there were several fucking like movements and version themes of the music being explored in the dungeon as you unlock things. The foreboding usually builds in. The music becomes more complex and rich as you progress into the dungeon. And then it culminates in what can only be described as an absolute orgasm of <laughs> music fighting fighting the boss. It is, um, yeah, it, it it's just fine-tuned application and effect, um, a masterful science of what is there. But yes, I'll agree, their overworld's not that great. So, you know, I'm, I'm not giving it for that. There you go, Aaron. Did Alan Wake 2's sound make you come? <laughs> it uh, it definitely uh, it definitely moved body bodily uh, fluids, but I guess not that way. <laughs> Which is um, shit right. himself? What what happened? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh god, he shat himself. <laughs> oh no, Aaron. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's that's why I'm going to bat for Alan Wake is um is because it just does such a great job with sound like it's it really brings ambiance to the whole game like Resident Evil 2 remake what did a really good job of making it feel eerie with the sounds and that the the feeling of isolation and you know going down tight corridors and not knowing what's around the corner and that that feeling of dread when the music did come in or the sounds did come in 
Alan Wake does exactly that. Like, but it just does it in such a great way because it adds supernatural fear into the game as well kind of thing. Like, you, you hear enemies, like, say the name Wake, but the way they do it just sounds so creepy and, like, from the grave kind of thing. Like, it's... It just... And when you're in the dark and you're using a flashlight and you just hear this foreboding kind of Wake sound over the... In the game and you don't know where it's coming <laughs> Sorry, from. was that you'd... Wake or Wank? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how much you like the game, I guess. But, uh... <laughs> wank. <laughs> I've got a wank. But it was, um... <laughs> it was... Yeah, it's just... It, it made you feel like the, the the sounds and the music there just it it added such immersion to to the game when you play it and that's the reason why I put it my hat in the ring for this one. Okay, there you go. Well, look, my nomination was Tango Game GameWorks Hi-Fi Rush, but look, I, I played that because it's the game that impressed me the most with sound this year. It's a game that's about music and the world literally pulses with music when you're playing through it. But to be honest, you know, I, I don't think it's really done anything to blow me away as much as the thing, things that any of you have said, particularly you, Anthony. The idea that someone can play high-level yeah. Street Fighter Six and mm. not be able to see at all and still be able to beat someone. Like, high-level Street Fighter Six is hard to visually tell what's going on, let alone if oh, you're yeah. relying purely on sound and you would have to just have the most pinpoint sound design to be able to pull something like that off. And for that reason, I'm going to switch up my vote to Street Fighter 6. It wasn't because it's an Xbox game, was it, Zach, that you uh, switched up to Street Fighter 6? <laughs> Come yeah, on. Fair enough. Come on. Look, that's it. I, can't, yeah, I just can't I won't, do I it. won't stand in the way of the accessibility argument. I'm happy to concede. Uh, <laughs> although the go. music is... I'm, I'm so sure that the music is better in Tears of the Kingdom. Look, I uh, will not yeah. assist this sound. Uh, look, and, and I'm sure it is, but if this was just best soundtrack, I'd I'd agree with you, Lockie. Because that's right by the mm-hmm. by the rules of the category. Um, totally valid argument. Because well you, you you were right about that music in in Tears of the Kingdom. The I, I had that feeling. I forget what it was called, umami or whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> umami is the flavor one. Frisian is the is the sound well, I had tingly that. one. One hundred percent. Yes, I, I'm I'm glad. <laughs> nice, <laughs> Lockie. Well, oh, yeah, shit. We should probably actually say it. Anthony, do you want to say it? The, who the winner was? Oh, the winner of Game of the Year was Street Fighter Six. We did it, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was blind, yeah. but now we see. Ah. <laughs> uh, and now for the next ca- gaming category, DLC, we don't fear. Best DLC and expansion. <laughs> so, first of all, we have, I don't know these abbreviations, <laughs> oh, Burning Shores by West. Gorilla. Oh, sorry. Horizon... Forbidden West, Burning Shores by Gorilla. Sorry, um, apologies. It would be Latino. Guerrilla Games. <laughs> there we go. Resident Evil 8, Gold Edition by Capcom. And Xenoblade DLC, Monolith Soft. <laughs> now... That's a you all got to convince me. That's, that's what's happening here. <laughs> look, I, I actually just added 
Lockie's pick there in the categories because he didn't actually put that there, but I know you played some Xenoblade DLC this year, so I assumed you probably loved <laughs> it's it. Really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. it's really fucking good. Got your back, boo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm ready to go. Thank you. <laughs> Why is it good, Lockie? Why do you think it should win? <laughs> All right. So Xenoblade, de- the Xenoblade DLC <laughs> released by Monolith so- uh, Soft is called um, uh, Xenoblade Three: Future Redeemed, and um, my God, they redeemed that fucking future so this uh this dlc is essentially uh a standalone game released uh, and sold at the level of a dlc um mechanic it is a finely tuned smaller scale game than the original but still uh, packs a hell of a lot of uh, punch in the areas you can explore and continues the storyline oh it doesn't really it's a bit of a prequel storyline but it it pulls together main characters and main plot lines from Xenoblade 1 and 2, which which is absolutely fucking major because those areas do not make much of an impact in the in the main release of number 3. Um and and they do it fucking justice. You get to play as the basically your favorite characters of those series just absolutely tearing it up with the new kids on the block using the amazing game mechanics that were established in number three which really was the combination of of one and two smushed together um maybe a little bit maybe a little bit bluntly but by god it fucking worked and uh, what can i say it it is a game that is 20 to 30 hours worth you're getting your money's worth. It has an excellent soundtrack. The storyline, mm, okay, in, in certain places, really good in certain places, dips dips at points, but playing through it again is like a victory lap of the main game and the series. It was an amazing closer, so I have to give it to Xenoblade. Oh, dang. Mm. Someone else talk now. <laughs> yeah, well, I can go. Were there any himbos? <laughs> look, look. I, oh, there were lots. I, oh, I sneakily ooh. added in this category. I, I think I did mention it in the chat at some point, but this category didn't exist in previous years. But I played Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores this year, and I had so much fun with it. I was like, i gotta, I got to try and just put it somewhere <laughs> in this awards whether it wins or not i don't care i just want to say that it was great because it was fucking great like holy shit we got a new area to explore that was for ps5 only so it was utilized entirely for the ps5 so it just looks absolutely stunning the draw distance is ridiculous and um i don't think i want to exactly say it but there's a type of traversal that you unlock at the end or towards the end of the main game of Horizon Forbidden West. And because you unlock it so late in the game, you don't get to utilize it a lot in the main game. And in this area, you really, truly could. And it was so cool. It had some of the coolest side content. The conclusion, the big boss fight at the end, I think was better than the main boss fight in the main game. I was I was completely in awe of what they managed to pull off at the end there. And I I actually don't know how they did it. It was just absolutely ridiculous. The setting of being in old uh, post-apocalyptic Hollywood where half of it sunk underwater and there's a volcano there that's erupted. It was just... 
just incredible and I had an amazing time from start to finish. A couple of little criticisms could have been a few more new monsters would have been nice and maybe could have gone for a tad bit longer but I still felt like I very much got my $30 worth Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores. Whether it wins or not, it's it's a winner in my heart, that's for sure. Aaron? Yeah, um, so I picked uh, Resident Evil 8 Gold Edition. Um, so I was actually really invested in the story of Resident Evil 8 Village. It was a really cool story, like to follow on from 7 and being in this new kind of awesome Castlevania-esque environment. Um, but one thing Capcom just did so well with the um, expansion, just like they did in the base game, was it just looked graphically amazing. Like... That DLC where you play as Rose Winters, it just looks so good. She looks so good. The environment was just incredible. Um, I actually would say that the DLC for Resident Evil 8 actually had a more scarier, if not better, like frightening experience than the actual base game. There's, um, just to keep it brief, there's one segment where you you have to go through a like a mansion and it's all dark and eerie and these mannequins uh they move it they move towards you when you're not looking so like mm. when you turn around they're closer to you kind of thing and then you know you run down the corridor Doctor and you turn around first. and what's that Doctor Who did it first oh mate i'm sure <laughs> Sorry, many continue. i'm sure many many play, like novels and shows and whatnot have done it first it's not about All who did it first derivative locky yeah come derivative. on but derivative. derivative ip theft <laughs> keep going but it just, sorry it, keep going i'm shitting yeah. on your on your case oh that's all right that's fine um yeah it was just an incredible expansion to the story it felt like it closed it off really well it was extremely good horror wise and i don't know it just looked graphically amazing i was just so impressed with that dlc mm. all righty damn all right we're all very passionate about our DLCs. <sighs> yeah, this is very this is very difficult for me to be the tiebreaker on because I feel like you all gave very good points about how each of the DLC like was great on its own but also expanded on what the original games had and uh pushed like the games forward in a way. Um Capcom. This is actually really this is really Capcom. difficult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear I hear that voice in the back of my head that tells me like Capcom things. Oh no. Don't you want oh, no. to do another do? Sony game? Hang on, let me war? show you. Let me show you how awesome this Ooh. game is. I'll I'll send a screenshot through. <laughs> this is one main character on the left is what they were in number two, and this is what they did to them for number three too as a send up to bookend to the series. Hang on. Oh, Lucky's going to win me over with, like, first trapping me. I know it. He's, he's got yeah, I should have prepared a PowerPoint, Lucky. Hang you on, know, I didn't know we could yeah, do that. <laughs> my, my technology's failing me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, you, you, I better have to dock your points for that one, Lucky. Oh, boom. no. Boom. <laughs> oh, boom. Boom, he says. Boom. Check the charts. Mm. Oh, oh. That's not fair. We all know Anthony's a weeb. Of course he's going to love that. Yeah, I don't know. He's winning me over with this weeb shit. I do like It's <laughs> fucking incredible. It's what everyone wanted in this series, and it was amazing. Everyone I, was so happy. I will say, um, <laughs> as much as I've heard very good things about, yes, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores and RE8's expansion, I have heard that, yes, Xenoblade is not only a payoff to the 
the stuff that happens in the third game, but the stuff that happened in the first two games, and improves upon the systems greatly. I think I'm just going to have to give it to the Xenoblade DLC in this case, lads. Yes! I'm sorry. Yes! I'm sorry. <laughs> hang on, hang on, Anthony. I prepared a song and dance number no, for Resident Evil. If you... his... Let me just prepare. He's given his verdict. Respect the mm, policy. Let it be said that I can be bribed. <laughs> Let me bring in the Resident Evil dancers. Just, uh, yeah, come ah, on in. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, there you go. Uh, Lockie, yours was the winner. Do you want to... I'm so happy. And, and, um, and the okay. Uh, yeah, I just need to... Sorry, I'm on limited screen space myself um, <laughs> to do all of that. All right, cool. Um, I am absolutely chuffed and thrilled and pleased to announce that the DLC we don't fear of this year is Xenoblade mm. DLC, Future Redeemed, and by God, it was redeemed. <sighs> Deary me. Well, Lockie, be ready to keep chatting because I can't do this one. Oh, well, look, you can do this one, Anthony. We need someone. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we need someone on the LGBTQ spectrum oh, in order to do no, this we category don't. I, I don't like tokenism <laughs> i don't respect it yeah um, hang on what, uh, is, aaron, what is this what no aaron, no 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 don't batter, throw it batter up no <laughs> we did that last year remember and it, and it, and it we? went badly <laughs> so no oh no <laughs> don't throw it at me oh why did it go badly <laughs> because i voted for tunic <laughs> oh <laughs> you voted for that fucking fox right yeah. that's wearing oh, okay, tight yeah. costumes so, oh no, dear, oh dear. Someone else. <laughs> yeah, well, then who better to present the awards rather than nominate? The straights, you filthy straights. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the <laughs> the award is called Game of the Queer, and it's LGBTQ plus representation in the video game. Uh, the first nomination that's, that's, that's is fire. game with a Y. We have to stress yeah, that. It's the game. game. Oh, yeah. Anytime you hear gay in it, it's it's gay. Okay, yeah. so I guess i got to do it for the next nomination here as well then because it is Fire Emblem Engage uh, with G-A-Y right there in the middle in bold caps. Um, no. Oh, wait up. No, he changed it. Says it. That was no, a joke. No, it's Final Fantasy. And then oh. it says... Ah, and then got, it says... Ah, got you. Lucky, just put the damn name of it. Okay, it's Final Fantasy from Lachlan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, joke... I see, yeah, engage oh, jokes. Nah, it's Final Fantasy 16's okay. Dion by Square Enix. It has to be, but we'll get okay. into that. Please All continue. Right. Yep, You're doing cool. great, sweetie. Yeah, thank you. I'll continue. Um, next one is Thirsty Suitors by... Keep going. It, yeah, Thirsty Suits... Thirsty... Suitors? Uh-oh. We've got dead air. Oh, no. Can you not hear me? Uh-oh. Aaron, Hello? we can't hear you. Oh, what? no. <laughs> no. What about now? Yeah, there we go. Can oh, hear no. now? We're scared off the streets. Yeah. I'm back? Yep. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> so, it must be when Don't I worry, switch... We'll cut all of that it out. It must be Keep when going. I switch to the app then, like to the... On my phone, I'm switching to the Google fucking doc, right? So, that's what might be ruining this. Someone else is just going to have to present for me, if that's okay. <laughs> no, no, you're doing great. Just you keep going. filthy straight, you. It worked before, so just cut back to it and just jump into it. It'll be fine. All right. All right. All right. Take two. We'll go again. All right. So, this just is the game oh, of no, the queer. we're not doing take two. Yeah, just start. <laughs> play, just get... play the ball where it lies. Yeah, this yeah. is all staying in. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get rid yeah. of Zach. This is gold. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. It's great. I love it. Guys, do you want me Jesus. to do this or not? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're okay. doing great. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Game game of the queer. Uh, we got fire fan. Fire fantasy. We got fire. Nope, there's no fire. Uh, Final Fantasy by Square Enix. We have Thirsty Suitors by Outer Loop Games. We have Hogwarts Legacy by Avalanche Software and Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian Studios. Back mm. to you, boys. Gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. No, um, no notes. No, no notes. notes. <laughs> oh, I'm in pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Um, someone else talk. All right, so look, my vote was for Thirsty Suitors, and I voted for that because mm. I did say when I, I covered it on the podcast, though it wasn't my favourite game, I didn't finish it, I played a bit on Game Pass and then noped out, it was queer as fuck. There were Pretty much nearly every character was, was on the LGBTQ spectrum to some degree, they treated all those characters with irreverence. They were just characters that made sense in the world and the universe. It wasn't like, you know, they were all pointing at the, oh, these characters, this is their sexuality and stuff. It was just awesome characters in a in an interesting world treated well. And I thought it was well done. Thirsty Suitors. That's my vote. Excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... All right. Well, Lucky. I'll go. I'll, I'll go next. Um, <laughs> a Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, gosh, um, I would love to include Fire Emblem Engage because while there were no gay characters, the spirit and theme of that game—it's just gay as fuck. It's it's you've got your main character is a toothpaste person. It's wonderful. You can be man or female. Um, you know, you choose. Um, no trans options though, so that's why it couldn't be included for this one. Um, so my. <laughs> My my favorite LGBTQ representation this year was I was not fucking expecting this coming from Final Fantasy 16. There's a character in it called Dion. He is a uh prince of like the main the main most powerful people in fantasy Westeros <laughs> and um and he's uh, like captain of the, he's captain of the dragoons guard. He's an absolute fucking badass. He's, um, like he, he's absolutely slay queen the entire game. And then halfway through, they just subtly drop that he's in like a world whirlwind romance with one of his guards. It goes absolutely nowhere, and it was incredible. There, and, and to be honest, um, I loved that it went nowhere. And towards the end of the game, where the world is falling apart and everyone thinks they're gonna die, he just breaks up with him for absolutely no reason to basically say, "I'm about to go on this like, you know, uh, a final mission type thing. Probably not gonna make it out alive, so we gotta end this, honey." And and the guy's just like, you know, weeping in the doorway as he walks off with the main character, who's an absolute fucking heartthrob so I'm, I'm sure that had something to do with it as well there was a lot of complexity to this character and i just absolutely loved the representation absolute fucking badass but you know it wasn't like this major part of the game so it was just sort of in there that's my favorite like usage of any sort of representation is just you have awesome characters that are just sort of there and it's not a big deal and it doesn't have to like have any fucking thing to do with the narrative yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I'm I'm throwing my hat in for Baldur's 
Gate. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Um, because, I mean, just yeah. from the character creation screen, you can literally make your player character whatever you want. Like, anything. It is no holds bar. If you're like, I want to be, you know, a trans man or a trans woman or a non-binary person, it's all there. Like, every anything you could want is available to you. And I just That's think, true. You can do like pre-op and post-op. That's how much you can fucking specify. They they are literally putting in options specifically, I yeah. think, to like allow you to create your perfect character. And I think, first of all, very nice to see a company actually do that. But also, it is it allows as well the romance options to, in the game to feel, I guess, a bit more natural. Where in other games, because of like oh, like how you if you choose a male character, sometimes you can't date male characters or female characters mm. or however the game works in this game because from the get-go your character is whoever that you want them to be you can date whoever you want to be if you want to date the the vampire that everyone loves the big demon lady that everyone loves the squid guy that we all love together it was a great time the slutty wizard the slutty wizard who didn't put his pants back on <laughs> who fucked a god well yeah see even better like the exploration of just characters and their gender and sexual identity throughout the game in just side characters or main characters, and especially, obviously, your character, I think is exceptional and deserves to be, A, rewarded, and B, just kind of made, I think, a standard for the industry. I think more games should develop their games with, you know, these kind of options or these kind of characters in mind going forward so that people can, you know, put themselves, like, 100% into the game exactly as they want to be. And I think that's great. What about that trans, um, that guy that went off at trans pronouns in um, Starfield? Pronouns! Current... Current Californian shit, or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, great. I like... All of all right. Yeah, I like all of your points. Um, I threw my hat in the ring for oh boy. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I don't know why. I think I saw a gay person in it. And, <laughs> it's like uh, the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that, that's about it on this one. So I'll go with uh, Lockie's choice. Yeah. <laughs> that- <laughs> oh, well- oh, shit. We lost, we lost somebody. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh, no. We lost oh, him. Sc- uh, I'm, I'm glad you say that, but I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to throw a spanner in the works. Um, Anthony's. Um, Anthony has convinced me Baldur's Gate deserves it because, like, the dick physics alone. Um, the, 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 the DLC that just dropped where the dicks wiggle a little bit more. It's just so lifelike. It's like holy shit. That's the um, real DLC we hold near. Yeah, oh. like I mean, uh, you know. The, it's not even about representation. Look, I mean, just for the queers, it's about representation for all. Look, I just feel like we're all finally being seen look, in I, games. I, I, I'm going to vote for, even though I don't have to, because that's, you know, two votes. It's already won Baldur's Gate 3. I'm going to vote for Baldur's Gate 3 for all those reasons you said anyway. Oh, I Anthony. thought you were going to vote for Dion. It <laughs> 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 just moving back and forth. You, you were absolutely right, Anthony. Like, it, it gives you all the choices. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to defend you Aaron a little bit <laughs> what? I think it is fucking hilarious the irony of 
picking <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy <laughs> as your nomination, considering who the author is of Harry know, Potter. It's a hell of a piss take. But it does I- have a trans character in it, though. Exactly. It Ironically, yeah. it actually is a game that handles representation really well. There's yeah, a, a trans character who's a, a fantastic character, gets some main story stuff in there. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can assign whatever kind of voice, like whether it's masculine or feminine, to whatever body type you want as well too. So you can have a trans character mm. if you want in Hogwarts Legacy. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, there is some, some, some gay students as well too. So the representation is actually pretty good. It's just unfortunate that yeah some of the money that would have been made through Hogwarts Legacy does go back to one of the most if not the most renowned transphobe in the world (laughs) so what a legacy oh yeah (laughs) what a legacy but yeah so uh, yeah funnily enough a game with great representation though but yeah Baldur's Gate 3 has to be my vote as well too for all those reasons you said Anthony what a game with what such great representation do you want to do you want to say it absolutely our game of the queer uh goes to Baldur's gate free well deserved i think oh yes there you go and now oh onto yeah. one of my favorite categories we have tale of the cheer that is the game that we thought had the best narrative and the first nominee is xenoblade chronicles 3 future redeemed dlc Lockie going about with that one once again. We have. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to immediately concede that one. I already got my <laughs> DLC award. <laughs> so, because um, I was, I was trying to work within the game category frameworks you had, and it, like you know, it, it's a decent ma- narrative, but it, it shouldn't be the best. But I was going about for it hard. Um, <clears throat> Because it needed to win something. It's like you had a secretary that you don't trust or something write these up for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just no, it's just past me. I and I forget things and time uh, marches ever onwards. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking I'm, there, guys. I'm going for Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I'm capricious of the mind. So <laughs> So, so everyone, plead your case, and I shall decide. <laughs> there you go. We we have <laughs> Baldur's Gate three by Larian Studios. Initially, that was my pick, but then Anthony t- tacked his on as well too. So I changed mine because you know, fuck you, Anthony. Come up with your I, own. One. I rolled a nat twenty to pickpocket <laughs> your choice, and I think I earned that. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You played by the rules. <laughs> we have. Alan Wake 2 by Remedy, and finally Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac Games. And uh, <laughs> look, I already mentioned that Baldur's Gate 3 was my initial choice anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what the point is even for arguing for Spider-Man 2 at this point, but it has a great yeah, narrative. Just- <laughs> Trust me, people, Venom's in it, and Venom's great. It's Tony Todd. You're going to be at mm. full chub every moment Venom's on screen. Get amongst it. Who's 19 inches indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but dear. So, so this is just the Aaron and Anthony show, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm changing my nomination to the 1993 Mario Brothers movie uh, as my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good movie. Trust the fungus. <laughs> it was Bob Hoskins. Oh, you know? God. 
Great. <laughs> Bob Hoskins. Yep, that was fantastic. Uh, no, yeah. I picked Alan Wake 2. Um, and I think I texted you guys today. Like, the more that you play this game, the more the story just keeps evolving. Like, when you start out, you're kind of curious to know, well, you know, who is this new character I'm playing as, Saga Anderson? It's not Alan Wake. I don't know if I trust her. You know, is it going to be just as good? And the more and more you learn about Saga and her story and like her family and the backstory and everything that's going on there, the more you're like, oh my God, that's incredible writing. And then it starts tying in with everything that's actually going on as it unfolds, like in the (laughs) world. It's hard to actually go to bat with this game without spoiling it. So I'm just trying my best here to dance around it. But you know what Remedy's like when they can get really full on into the narrative and this one here they just start evolving everything like every chapter that you complete just evolves into a better story that has you more intrigued to keep on playing kind of thing so and that's just half of it like you play as alan wake as well and when you play as alan wake it's like a completely different type of story but it still connects directly with saga as well it's just like Two stories that are going off in different ways, but then they find ways to crisscross and come back as you go through it. So you're almost at a hard choice of which one should you play primarily as, Saga or Alan. It's just incredible. Mm. That reminds me, I want to change my nomination to Forspoken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I just moved a boulder with my freaking mind. What? That came out this year. Yeah, it did. I we, forgot. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the message and I, uh, at the list, and I'm just thinking, where is Forspoken? For so Forspoken gets a special nomina- <laughs> nomination for its amazing <laughs> narrative. Um, Incredible. Someone else. Someone else with without a troll nomination. Oh yes, me. Just to <laughs> kind of ground this a bit again, I'm going to challenge you a little bit there, Zach, on Spider-Man. Like, I played it, and Mm -hmm. I love Spider-Man 2. It was a good game. But for most Mm of it, the whole, like, 75% of the story is built up on a villain that wasn't that good kind of thing, and then it just switches in the third act to, like, a different villain, and, you know, that's when things get a little bit more exciting. Like, were you really invested with the story of the first villain? Oh, no, that sounds like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. I mean, I hate that game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Look, uh, I really... Appreciated the the first villain, and I enjoyed the first villain, and I okay. I didn't mind the switch up. I thought that was I I found it cool. It's like oh surprise third act villain kind of a th- sort surprise of. motherfucker. I can't do it. I enjoyed it, but like to be honest, my first pick was Baldur's Gate three. Anyways, oh. look, Aaron, all the points you made though. The story in Alan Wake 2 sounds incredible, but I haven't played it, so I can't really judge it. Have you finished it at this point? No. Believe it or not, I haven't. I'm still like, <gasps> okay, well, look, I don't know. I can't throw my Disqualified. vote behind Disqualified. that. You don't know if the ending could be shit. You might get to the end and it just falls off a cliff. Like, who fucking knows? So, yep, I, my vote goes to Baldur's Gate 3, which I, I haven't I don't even think- explained it yet. <laughs> yeah, hang on. We need it explained. But, but also... um. Also, just be careful because while I hate Spider-Man, I've seen so much fucking Spider-Man content, I feel like I know the narrative already just based on all of the franchise's conglomerations. So I've already got a clear picture in my head of what it's going to be about. It's about a Spider-Man. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're right about so, that. So she's <laughs> right. With that said, Anthony, can you can you explain to me what is Baldur's Gate three? Aside from all the incredible things we've described already about this game, what is? Yeah, I've, <laughs> it's very difficult. I feel like I just showed up and I won the award. It's like, well, I don't even need to try. <laughs> Everyone's quitting on me. <laughs> you're like that guy, that Australian skater that just everyone tripped over and you're just skating past them and winning the gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, thank you for this award. I deserved it. <laughs> but but to actually discuss Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate 3 and its story, Baldur's Gate 3, I think, is very interesting. Um... It starts as, I think, a bit of a wider narrative and becomes much more focused as the game goes on, as you learn more things, stories start to combine together into a, not a single narrative, but a, a definitely more focused narrative as you go along. Um, in terms of also just the side quests, there are there's so much story just in the game to explore and look at and you learn more details. There are so many things where um, it was interesting because you know, we were playing our multiplayer and our single player at the same time. There were things where in the in our multiplayer campaign, we skipped right past and we're like, well, what was that? I don't know. Doesn't matter. And then I went in my <laughs> in my single single player game and I went, oh, that's what that is. We completely yeah. skipped something. And in- it's, it's so well written that everything can potentially converge. Yeah, I it's feel. like things, it's actually a thing, and this is going to get a little whatever um as someone who plays D, that's something i like to do where it's stuff happens in the background no matter what you do like you ignored the story it's still happening you you just didn't see what happened which is a little weird for a player to be like well who's that who, who are any of you but for a world perspective it's kind of interesting just to be like everything moves on everything progresses stuff still happens um but for the story we get all the characters have such like rich, well-thought-out stories that you can explore and take part in. Or, again, you can just ignore it. You can just choose to go, that's not where my character's going. I'm going with the main story. I'm going with the side story. Or I'm doing that's something right. else. You can just choose, fuck it, fuck it, Bran. Bran has the best story. Exactly. It's, it is your cho- it is a almost choose-your-own-adventure kind of story of just, fuck it, that's what I'm doing. And <laughs> in that way, it has almost infinite replayability of its story mode because look at all this shit I can do. There's so much. And the main story, the the actual like main storyline is really good. There are twists and turns that I think are actually well-developed and interesting and make sense, Um, which um, isn't always a thing with a story this massive. You you often get a crux where you're like, well, how was I supposed to know that was going to happen? Like, well, what is any of this with how large the story gets? But as as this was my original idea that I did not steal, I think I can proudly say that yes, I think Baldur's Gate Three <laughs> deserves the Tale of the Cheer Award. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm gonna have to throw my nomination there because I played that game. I was literally playing it for the last two hours, um, just endlessly restarting my characters again. And <laughs> it, it the the game is just so top notch narratively from beginning, middle and end. Each character has a really satisfying arc. It goes in interesting, um, bigger than life ways for everyone. And um you get to have sex with your characters at some point as well if they like you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what else do you want as a gamer? Like shit. Tale of the Cheer. 
Best yeah. narrative goes to Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian Studios. Now, Aaron, we already <laughs> forced you to read. They are sweeping the awards this time. Ooh, it's just like real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. <laughs> now, Aaron, we already forced you to read off game of the queer, so we may as well get back in alphabetical order once again. Anthony, <laughs> do you want to do the next category? Uh, it's it's the most uh, prestigious. I feel like I should read this one, but anyway. I'm about no, to say, we... no, this is the most prestigious award. It needs to be read with a certain level of dignity and honour. This is the... And sincerity. So none of us can exactly. read. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is Lucky of the Insincere. Our two nominees are Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac and Diablo 4 by Blizzard Entertainment. And uh, I'm going to hazard a guess as to the category's sort of metrics behind this and say it's due to the insincere, capricious nature that I have, you know, my manipulative, dishonest ways. Um, (laughs) Is that correct? (laughs) So this category was made last year specifically for the reason of attacking you for dismissing (laughs) God of War over, like, the tiniest little fucking (laughs) criticism. And once again, I'm being spiteful and I'm bringing back the category (laughs) because, oh, I don't want to play any of the Spider-Man games, some of the best games out there at the moment. (laughs) Oh, because I'm just sick of Spider-Man. There's too much Spider-Man. Bullshit. It's a good game. You should play it. I am sick of it. (laughs) It's just a personal opinion. I'm not saying they're objectively bad. I'm just saying I'm over it. Like, I'm out. I just want out. Why can't you let me live my life without Spider-Man in it. God damn it. I don't even like spiders. The entire premise, I don't even like the thing that, that they want me to like. You love men, Loki. Like, it's, you, you're 50% of the way there. You're halfway there. The only Spider-Man hybrid that I, I would deem acceptable is the one in Bowder's Gate, that dude that was a Spider-Man, uh, and that was fucking awesome. But they don't do that. They, they do boring, mostly men. Uh, what if oh, you put geez. two men together, Lockie? Then that would be eight legs, so therefore that's a Spider-Man. I just... I, that, that's awesome. Um, that, that's insane. That's like some human centipede Just strap them up with a bit of duct tape. But yeah, yeah, give it one of those enormous um, uh, abdomen things that the spiders have, the giant black ass thing um, on it, right? Yeah, 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 I know we talked about it. So it looks absolutely terrifying. Give me a movie with that where he's still doing all the wholesome shit, and then I'm in, all right? All right. Oh, Aaron, what was your nominee? How how does this fit into the Lockie of the Instance? Did I put Diablo 4 in? I think I did, right? Yeah. Apparently. I, I didn't put it there. Yeah, Diablo 4. Yeah, so, so what up? What up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I think I put Diablo 4 in because I know you, Lockie. I know that, you know, you're going to get into Diablo. If you played that game from start to finish, I'm sure you would turn around and go, wow, that was a great Diablo game. I'm really loving that game kind of thing. You know, I haven't heard you say much about it. I played it. it start to finish. What are you talking <laughs> okay, about? Okay, did you love it? <laughs> No. Well, you should. So that's no, why the hats first, are the ring. I love the first part of it. <laughs> I, I love the first part of it. It was it, they really set up an amazing game, and it was really exciting. And then, and then it just sort of ran out of content. 
Okay. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much <laughs> as far as I've gone with this one, guys. So I'm out. Next. I think well, I think next year we should have the Aaron of the Insincere Awards because um, the homework has not been done here. Well, true. I think it's safe to say by default, yep. Spider-Man 2 <laughs> yeah. is oh. the winner of Lockie of the Insincere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like spiders. Oh. All right. Um, I'm going to introduce the next award to move this on. Yep. Okay. Oh, so our is next category, and this is actually one of the best ones, is the game of the unclear. Mm. And this is the award that goes for the game with the most unclear story or concept. <laughs> so which game is going to be the fuckery story of the year? Our nominees are Gollum by Daedalic Entertainment, Assassin's Creed Mirage by Ubisoft, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and not the Modern Warfare 3 that came out 10 years ago, this Modern Warfare 3 that is also Modern Warfare 3 now, that released recently. By Activision. (laughs) I think. <laughs> By Activision. That wasn't even in- <laughs> I'm glad you included that. <laughs> Anthony, would you would you please um Elaborate. talk of your um nomination? So um I haven't played this game because I don't give a shit about COD. Oh. But Oh, we're on to a great start. But allow me to explain myself, good good people of the jury. Um So as I understand it, this game was just supposed to be like a DLC expansion to the last game. And they just <laughs> semi-forced it into an, a, a full fucking release that people have to pay a full release amount of money for? What kind of backwards fucking world are we living in where that's okay? And- so, so you're saying that the concept of the game... Yes. It's unclear. Yeah, the I don't understand why well, okay, I understand why this happened money, but I don't understand why it was allowed to go as far as it did. It's 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 so confusing. Because as as far as I understand, it's not a complete game. It doesn't have enough content because it's an expansion. So it boggles my mind how people I mean, I know how, but, like, COD fans are paying, what, like, $160 for, like, the Supreme Edition with all the additional shit? And it's a fucking expansion. It should be, like, $50 at most. It's just insanity to me that this game is still probably going to be one of the highest-selling games of the year, and it's just an expansion labelled as if it's a new game, and it's... Gosh, it's, it's crazy. It's tri- it to feels me. like absolute trickery at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Those it's tricksy oh. gamers. And speaking of tricksy games, um, my nomination is Gollum by Daedalic Entertainment. Um, this game, I feel like, I, I don't even feel like I need to explain. The world knows that this game in pure concept was unclear from the get-go it was ill-conceived from the very start i was there i was there four years ago when this shit was thrown out in its concept design and i said this is an absolute fucking disaster and i don't understand who would want a game that a stealth game focused around Gollum in set in the lord of the rings universe for whom is this 
and what what evil have they wrought upon this world? Well, we found in 2023 the evil that they wrought was absolute fucking laziness in production design effort. Um, a company that uh, I think immediately went uh, immediately downsized after they released this game. So you no just, no 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 no. You, they you can, they you can almost went see they're can, gone. Yeah. I, I know they're gone, but you know, you can just see the executives that that arranged this deal so long ago. Um, they're basically just running off with their money, with giant money bags with the dollar signs on them and on flights to the Bahamas or something just to live out the rest of their days in luxurious comfort. It's just an absolutely despicable set of affairs. Um, look what they did to my boy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings universe and and its content is so pristine. I mean, sure, it's had a couple of misfires here and there. We've had the occasional shitty Hobbit game, but um, it's got a hell of a track record. And we were promised um, a high quality game, and this is what we ended up with—an absolute shit show disaster focused around uh, a character nobody wanted to know the story about, and. To the question of, well, I guess what story are they going to tell? The answer to that question is, we still don't fucking know. It's an absolute <laughs> mindfuck. <Yeah. laughs> um, it is truly a paradox in this world that exists. I am surprised that the black hole that is forming in the headquarters or the rubble of Daedalic Entertainment has not already consumed the planet. Yeah, I, <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm going to agree with you, Christ. Locke. Like, I, I, my hat's in the ring for Gollum. Like, it's a piece of shit. It was always going to be a piece of shit. I don't know why you bought it. But I'm also going to... <laughs> <laughs> I bought it and returned it. I bought it so I could play it, understand... I, uh, all right, here's the thing. I'm super into Eldritch Horror, so I love the whole madness thing when you gaze into madness and, and all that stuff. So that's why okay, I went for yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm going to just... I, star- I stared into the abyss. It stared yes, back. Yes, it was great. Stupid. I'm just going to quickly jump on the back of you there, Anthony, with Modern Warfare 3 as well. So mm. I love the original one. Um, when it came out, that was a really good story. That was about closing off the uh, Makarov uh, ending that happened in the second one and going through World War Three. That was actually awesome, and I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I think Chris Judd... Oh, who doesn't love Macarons? Yeah, Macarons, yep. Chris Judd oh. <laughs> said it best, though, at the Game Awards. And Zach and I were talking about this today, actually. He went up on... Oh, yeah. He went up Chris on... Judd, more Ashley Judd, am I right, fellas? Yeah, yeah, sure, Lucky. He, he went up on stage. <laughs> he went up on stage and he said, okay, yep, I know I, I was here too long last time. I was here for eight minutes, which, uh, by the way, fun fact, eight minutes is still... Uh, longer than Modern Warfare 3's campaign. <laughs> and everyone laughed. He's like, I guess I'm not working for Activision then. <laughs> it was just so good and so comedy gold. I love it. But yeah, I'm going Gollum. It's a piece of shit. It should have been called uh, Smeagol Strangle Sim. And I would have been all about it, but it wasn't. So Gollum for me. Yeah. Look, for me, I nominated Assassin's Creed Mirage. And that's purely because this, this category... <laughs> <laughs> Look, this category actually started off as something else, but Lockie tries to corrupt it every year, so that's why we've broken it up into two different categories. It, it, it used to... I, I'm not part of these conversations. Where, when are all these decisions? Made? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a reason why. So, initially this used to be like the game you weren't expecting to be good, but no, Lockie was like, no, it's it's unclear. So, that means it's the story's unclear or the concept or whatever. So, now this category exists. Oh, okay. And that's why 
I picked Assassin's Creed Mirage. The story is just pure nonsense. It is just Ubisoft's bread and butter at this point, and it was just terrible. But, 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 this is unclear in the story and concept, and I think on every level, the Lord of the Rings Golem, or if you look at their apology that they did, the Lord of Ring Golem. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, and there's that. accusations that it was written by Chat GPT. Oh, I, think they, I think it's been confirmed. I don't even know yeah. it's accusations oh my anymore. God. <laughs> That's how little fucks they gave from the get-go. Mm. The game, so god. unclear and so nonsense, they couldn't get the fucking apology right. <laughs> Uh, the the idea of a golem game makes no sense to me the story from everything that i heard because i did a lot of research on this game just purely out of how baffling and ridiculous it is and yeah it's just pure absolute nonsense so yeah i'm throwing my vote behind the lord of ring golem locky take it away uh all right and so for game of the unclear it has to go to Gollum by Daedalic Entertainment. Um, it truly has set a new standard of low. I'm not even sure um, where we will ever go from here. <laughs> what a year. The next category is game I want to buy a beer. And that is the unexpected great game. <laughs> the... Two nominees are Immortals of Avium by Ascendant Studios and Sea of Stars by Sabotage Studios. I nominated Immortals of Avium. It is not something I would nominate for Game of the Year, but it fits this category perfectly. It was something that I had no expectations of or super low expectations. And look, the story wasn't great, but... I had a great time with it, you know, I I finished it, I had a fun time from start to finish, let's go, Immortals of Avium, loved it. Aaron? (laughs) No, that's good. Uh, I picked Sea of Stars, it is a JRPG, one of my very first JRPGs, and I jumped into it and I pretty much loved it from the get-go, like I love the pixel art. The story kind of set a good premise. The islands that you visit are kind of unique and cool. It's it's the whole kind of, I don't know, like the, the Super Nintendo kind of vibe when it comes to these JRPD turn-based combat. It's just so much fun. It was fun from, yeah, all the way through. And I'm just having, I had such a great time, like, jiving with the music and the, the gameplay and everything. But Aaron, so you weren't expecting to enjoy it? Well, it's my first JRPG. And every JRPG I've tried beforehand has sucked. So this is like the very first one where I'm like, oh, all right, I'll give it a go. And yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. So in in a way, okay. in right. a way, no, I wasn't expecting to in, to really love a JRPG because I've never had before. But this is the very first one where I'm like, yep, awesome. Okay. Oh, mm. God. How are you going to vote, lads? Because it's really up to you, Lockie and Anthony. I I feel like we may enter a stalemate here because honestly, I am shocked that Aaron liked a JRPG. So I think I have to put my hat into Sea of Stars. It changed his perception on an entire genre. Incredible. That's a good point. Yeah, I I hated Sea of Stars, (laughs) but um, it's good that no no Anthony's right. It's good that it's bringing in new people. Um, 
you know, it's terrifying what it means for the future of JRPGs, <laughs> but you know what? Um, we can't stop progress. So I vote in favour of Sea of Souls. Fuck me. <laughs> po- poor Immortals of Avium can't sell any copies, can't get any good reviews. Oh, I can't even get, you know, one of the mid mint awards. Can't oh. utilise Unreal Engine oh. 5 to its maximum. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> and our next gaming awards is the Game of the Thrones. I don't know what the category is describing that award. I assume it's whatever is Game of Thrones related. (laughs) Um, And for our nominees, we have Elden Ring by From Software, (laughs) Final Fantasy 16 by Square Enix, uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo, and the titular Baldur's Gate in Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian. Did Elden Ring come out this year? Zach, Zach, explain yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Elaborate, please. Didn't come out last year. Wait, didn't come out this year. It came out last year. It was supposed to have DLC. They never said when it would come. That was meant to come out, yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's still Game of Thrones related. Mm. I think it's won this... Mm. Category before the first time we had this award, maybe Probably. I can't remember. But look, Ooh. it's a joke category, so that's my pick. Elden Ring. Uh, excuse me, no, it's not. It's not a joke category. <laughs> this, all, all, all categories are incredibly serious. Yeah, how dare you? Yeah. Um, no, we're here. Zach, listen, if you see this all as a joke, I don't know. Um, we'll have to talk about that later because, you know, we're here. Yeah to celebrate the games that came out this year um, that meet the criteria of the carefully curated categories that we have here. Um, And I am going to have to say, unfortunately, I think Elden Ring is disqualified Mm. because as you admitted, um, it didn't come out this year and we didn't even get our fucking DLC. Had we gotten the DLC, I might have considered. You hate to see it. Now, Baldur's Gate, I think the amount of times... All of us made the comment, is this just is this just King's Landing several times while we were playing the Baldur's Gate <laughs> That's segment true. of Baldur's Gate 3? It's just I don't know. It's it's Game of Until Thrones. Until Act 3, I did I wouldn't have gotten the Game of Thrones reference, but you, by God, you really have um Yeah. I I'm telling you, King's Landing. Is there anything more Game of Thrones than where the throne in Game of Thrones was kept? Ooh. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, and and I will I will meet that challenge because yes, in fact there is, <laughs> <laughs> there is because Final Fantasy sixteen oozes Game of Thrones. Its world, its characters, its story. It's incest. It's very core concept. Yeah, it's very core concept. You can <laughs> yeah, it's incest. It has weird familial conflicts. It has, uh, yep. There is some weird shit that goes on, very Game of Thrones style. There was a clear message that came from Square Enix HQ some cold winter morn, I don't know, a thousand years ago, and that was, we need our next Final Fantasy game to be Game of Thrones. (laughs) And I think for the most part, they succeeded um, extremely well. Um, You play a stand-in for Jon Snow. He kind of looks like Jon Snow, but much hotter, Mm. um, which is good. I'm very glad to see that. And um, 
uh, yeah, it, it's a storyline that says, what if the world of Game of Thrones, but we throw a whole bunch of Japanese anime crazy ass shit in it? 10 out of 10. <laughs> Aaron? Aaron? <laughs> Look, lads, to be honest, I really don't give a shit. Just give it to Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, it's an important category. Oh, is it that? Like Elden Ring? Yeah. Chuck it that in yeah, there? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, you, you're on the. You're, you're going to get on the Zach shit list if you keep up with this. No. Lip. I picked Zelda because I figured there was a king in it somewhere, and that's about it. So, Boulder Skate 3, <laughs> off we go. <laughs> Look. So, who wins, Zach? I got, I got to say. The arguments I've heard from both Lockie and Anthony, and of, and of course you, Aaron, are all great arguments. <laughs> but, oh God, one of them being like straight up King's Landing. But then also, I remember watching all the trailers before Final Fantasy 16 came out and the comment that every single outlet was making was like, oh, it's like Final Fantasy Game of Thrones. So it's very mm. much like that. Now, at some point, does not Kit Harrington say, I don't want to be king. I don't want it. I don't want it. <sighs> he reluctantly takes on the mantle of the leader position. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm Fuck. sorry. Final Fantasy 16 is where my vote goes. There is no creativity there. Like, yeah, it is Game of Thrones mostly. Yeah, FF16 gets Game of the Thrones vote for me. Yeah, and then the game suddenly gets interesting because they throw, like, you know, Japanese anime gods mm. into the mix, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> Were there any big titty anime girls, though? That that mm. I know Xenoblade oh, had those. Shit. They were they had big titty, but realistic big titty, not like crazy big titty. What's well, even the th- point? What's even the point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you know what it has enough votes now. Game of the <laughs> Thrones for twenty twenty three has to go to Final Fantasy sixteen by Square Enix. God, they're going to put that on the box art. That's they needed to win one award. Mm. Good on you, Square Enix. You made a fucking Devil May Cry game, but. <laughs> God damn it, it it was pretty decent. That's an accolade if I've, if I've ever yeah. heard of one. Uh, Aaron, do you want to do the next category? All right, let me just pull up the old list here. Just a second. <laughs> yeah, everything just yeah. shuts down. We're up to <laughs> tears of the year. <laughs> the old Google Docs. Yep, while we all go to the blackouts. Uh, okay, you can hear like you can hear like mechanical <laughs> scraping going on in the machine. Okay, so <laughs> I just feel these categories get stupider <laughs> the further down we go. But all right, let's go. Yep. Tears of the year is the next one. Um, Zach <laughs> nominated Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and which is also agreed by Lockie. Uh, and I nominated Stray. <laughs> Because Stray came out on Xbox this year, so okay. did it? Yeah, it did. I may have- really the cat game. Yeah, the cat game. Correct. It came out on Xbox this year. <clears throat> wow! Wow! Yeah. I thought it came out last year. No, wow. on PS Five wow. it came out last year. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, I went for Stray, and the reason why I went for Stray is because the little cat starts off the game with his mates. They're all having fun. They're Doing what cats do, you know, getting up to cat hijinks and 
and jumping over pipes and stuff. And then all of a sudden, this poor little kitty doesn't make it over the pipes. And he falls down and you you think it's all over. But hang on, this whole adventure kicks off then with this little kitty. But, you know, spoilers. Oh, wait, cats can land from really high places. Spo- wait a minute. Spoilers. <sighs> at the end, spoilers, <laughs> he doesn't get back together with his cat mates. He never sees them again. Oh, and that mm, kind of yeah, that shed a tear. I shed a tear for that. So that's why it was tears Ooh. of the year for me. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's that's a strong right, argument. All right, Zach, you're in the hot seat, mate. Look, I think this category came into existence <laughs> because it rhymes and because Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was very much in the zeitgeist last year. It was That was when it was revealed and talked about a lot. And fucking Queen Lizzie just came in acting like she was the Queen of England and fucking stole the award last year by going ahead and dying, which I think was selfish on her behalf and also robbed... Tears of the Kingdom of its chance to win the award last year, and just to give it its 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 due, you know, because it is Tears of the Kingdom. It's got tears in the title. I think Tears of the Year has it to go to Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for the category, and it didn't win that award. Yeah, it deserves it. It literally was made for this award. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has to get Tears of the Year. Also, there is a cat person in it or a couple of cat people in it um probably and, and you know i forget probably yeah uh, i not. think she was a cat <laughs> like an anubis type she looks like lord beerus from um oh. uh, uh dragon ball z yeah that's a cat right <laughs> yeah it was a cat it yeah. was a cat man yeah um yeah, cool i'm gonna throw a spatter in the works hold on <laughs> oh, oh, will not- oh, oh. hold on oh, oh, shit. I, will f- oh, I will throw oh. my vote surprise vote yes surprise vote I'm throwing my award, my vote to Spider-Man 2. wasn't even nominated, but it made what? me cry twice, so I think it's Whoa. deserving. <laughs> Whoa! No, no, no! This is a new nomination. Yep. A wild nomination. All right, let's. All right, uh, let's clear oh, no. it out. Um, a wild nomination appears. <laughs> all right. So, is it a shiny? If you've listened to a previously released episode, if not, ooh, go check it out. Ooh, algorithms. Ooh. Um, no, I'm not doing that, but anyway. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> there was a spoiler cast about the Spider-Man 2 game uh, where I elaborated on two missions that made me cry. And personally, no other game has made me cry this year, so I have to give it to that. Um, however... Tears of the Kingdom does have tears in its name, so you've convinced me back to Tears of the Kingdom it goes. <laughs> also, there are te- there are tears in that game, and it is a, a pretty cool concept, you know, the dragon tears and all that. Yeah. I'm going to actually jump on yeah. Spider-Man 2 for this one. Thank you for throwing it in the ring. <laughs> and- oh, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, no, 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 no. He, brought it, he brought it here, and the reason why I'm going to throw it in there is because there is one particular boss fight that shit me to tears. So therefore, <laughs> it is in the list. <laughs> wow. He is wow, we are having so many redefining genres this year. Mm. Yep. It, it was so Crazy annoying shit. that I was in pain. So if a game can shit you to tears, uh, a, a shitted tear is a tear 
like any other, <laughs> I may need to switch my phone. <laughs> I'm pure, I'm pure innovation alone. <laughs> Just because I love the wordplay. <laughs> yeah, shove that one up. Does it? <laughs> so I think we that- have two for Spider-Man yeah. then, and two for Zelda. So someone's gonna switch it up here if we're going to resolve this. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it to Spider Man <laughs> that ridiculous um wordplay. It was just beautiful, it was um precise, surgical. Yeah. Ugh. I had tears. Well done. I had tears of anger. So yep, yeah, there was tears. <laughs> Alright, well whatever. Okay, look, I, I guess no <laughs> other game actually ever made me cry in 2023. I can't remember if I actually shed a tear when playing those side quests in Spider-Man 2, but the fact that it was side quests, it wasn't even main quest shit. You could just totally miss it if you didn't do it. And it was so emotionally devastating in a side quest. Like, you know, most side quests are like, go get me 10 apples. No, this is like, <laughs> we're going to destroy you. You're going to <laughs> be a mess and question existence and and you're going to have a sad time. And yeah, so I'll change my vote to Spider-Man 2. There you go. <laughs> Yay! <Wow>. Tears <laughs> of the year once again um, has has been stolen from the jaws of tears by the Tears of the Kingdom for Spider-Man 2. You just never know what could happen oh. at these awards. Maybe next year, Zelda. <laughs> but you Maybe know what you remind year. me of, Anthony? You remind me of the kid that gets up at you remind me of the kid that gets up at the Game of the Year awards at the end and goes like Bill Clinton is my rabbi or whatever. You're that I guy. I'm the Bill Clinton kid. <laughs> <laughs> you you never saw it coming, but I you was the always standing there waiting, like, hold on. I have my moment and then I will reveal the truth. <laughs> my god, there are twists and turns in this award ceremony. Um my god. The next award is the biggest twist and turn, I think, of all. I don't even know how this is going to work. We have Pirate of the Buccaneer. (laughs) Our three nominees are Aaron, Aaron, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. For the record, elaborate. I have no idea how my name got thrown in there. Like, quite literally none. It's oh. definitely Aaron. 100%. That has to go to. Go to no, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've convinced me. I'm switching yeah. my dad. Sure. Just get it moving. Yar. Yep, Aaron. Yep. <laughs> Why, why did you... Cho- no, 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 Aaron. You chose Tears of the Kingdom. Now explain your nomination, sir. Mm. Fuck. I think there was a pirate in one of the missions. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> they did have pirate ships. They did. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. There you I go. I saw a pirate. All right. And and I'm pleased to announce that the, the award recipient of the Pirate of the Buccaneer goes to Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> For reasons unknown. <laughs> For re- for legal reasons, we cannot speak so far. No, nah, it's nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Moving on. I don't know. Mm-mm. Lockie, what's the next category? Yep. Um, <laughs> shame. The next category is shame of the year. 
the worst game company. And our nominees are Sony, Daydalic Entertainment, Rockstar, Rockstar? Um, Xbox slash Microsoft. Rockstar. Aaron, please explain your nomination. Sure. So, remember how everyone was really keen for a Red Dead Redemption remake? And that sounded like it was coming, and we were all so excited for it. And, oh my god, they're going (laughs) to release Red Dead Redemption remake? Nope. It's the original game ported to Switch. Thank you, Rockstar. Cheers. That was a great 2023 from you. Give yourself a round of applause. Um... Wow, and also they that um, Grand Theft Auto trilogy remaster that was absolutely ooh, dog shit. Ooh, Did that come out no, this year? That was, was that this no, year? no, that was last year. Oh, okay. I think, or the, maybe even the oh, year before. Bugger. It was a no, last year, last year, yeah, last year. You're talking oh, about one of the biggest developers on the planet that everybody knows and loves that you expect mm. is going to give you greatness when you hear a new release coming out from them, and they give you the 2010 port. Of Red Dead Redemption with zero enhancements. And they want your money for mm-hmm. it too. Like a fair bit of it. Look, mm-hmm. that, that's fair, Aaron. That that pissed me off to no end because I love Red Dead Redemption and it's been stranded on this on the PS3. Xbox players have got to play it through backwards compatibility, but PlayStation players, nope, that's it. PS3 only. It never came to PC, so fuck you if you want to try and play it anywhere other than on an Xbox. But look, I'm a Sony pony. I'm a I'm a Sony simp, a PlayStation pony. I normally love them, but I nominated Sony because, you know, right now it's it's a toxic relationship. Sony just keeps hurting me over and over again and I I, I just keep Coming back, unfortunately, uh, this year... You really need to put an AVO out on them. <laughs> I really should. I really should. I need, to, I need to work this shit out. Now, this year, they've just pissed me off to no end because like, I feel like this is a bit of a slow burn. There's been stuff every year they've been doing that's been pissing me off in regards to like, you know, when but when the PS5 was announced, they said, oh yeah, we're going to make sure we give people plenty of time to pre-order. Uh, don't worry, we're not just going to drop it on you out of nowhere. And then they just dropped it on everyone out of nowhere. Not No regard at all for all the poor retail workers, me being one of them who had to deal with a lot of angry people being upset that they weren't able to pre-order a PlayStation 5 because it dropped... <laughs> Just random Thursday morning. Absolute bullshit. And just since since then, I feel like it's just been thing after thing. Uh, right now, the thing that's pissing me off is just the, the, the awful service they have with uh, PlayStation Plus and Extra and Deluxe. It's so confusing what you get with the, all the different multiple levels. It's more expensive than Game Pass. It doesn't have most of the first party Sony stuff on there. It's, it feels like a bit of a rort, and the thing that, you know, always kept me holding on to Sony is that they've got these really good first-party narrative-based games that I just love, I'm obsessed with, and now they've gone from putting, like, 90% of their development budget into those games to less than 50%, I think it was, like, 40-something percent into developing those kinds of games and the rest of it into live service fucking bullshit. I hate it. I hate live service stuff. It's it's so annoying and I feel like it's just this 
toxic poison trait that is just infecting the industry at the moment. One of my favorite series, the Arkham series, is now going to be coming out with Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is one of these live service looter shooters. And it's losing so much of its awesome DNA because of that. Uh, Sony has pissed me off to no end and I am a Sony fan and that has to be my vote for shame of the year. Um, yeah, I could see the reason for that. I'm going to point to the other big wig of the industry being Xbox and Microsoft for, um, permanently ruining the industry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The, no, but you are, you are correct. They, look, Game Pass is great. Game Pass is great. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. That Activision Blizzard King purchase. <laughs> just not. I, I cannot abide. That has ruined a lot of things in the industry, and I can only see it getting worse. I know Aaron's over there fuming. No, I'm happy. <laughs> he wants to tell uh, me. We won. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the winner's corner. True, true, you're happy. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, you won. <laughs> um, but... um. I, I honestly, it is one of the most, I think, dangerous in a way, business decisions that has been made in the gaming industry in recent years. We've seen big purchases before by other companies and we've all gone, well, that's a bit dangerous. Should a company have that much control over the industry? The ABK purchase is insane levels of control over such a huge part of the industry that Xbox is now going to control. I can't abide by a company doing that. I think that is incredibly dangerous and incredibly bad for consumers and for even even developers. I worry. It's like, well, now all these developers are under one branch. The creative um, drive may not be as wide as it was when they were independent from a big company like Microsoft or Xbox. We don't know yet. We don't know the details of that or how bad or good it will be. But I worry that having a single creative mind or single monetarily mind behind a lot of the creative decisions is dangerous for the industry. I worry what that will do. We probably won't see the impacts for another like half a decade, but the stuff that will come out, I do worry what will happen. Just to interject there, like I'm going to say that you did actually make some good points, right? Even though I'm on the side of Xbox here, I will say that you did make a few good points. But just to interject, you're saying that, you know, what would the creative repercussion be now that Microsoft's been there? You've already seen two examples of it, and it's been for the better. And what I mean by those examples are you've had Pentiment release, which would have never seen the light of day unless Microsoft jumped in, because that was a Bethesda title. That was what not the fuck going was he to talking about obsidian. <laughs> you haven't you haven't heard of Pentiment? Do you want to look it up? Said. Type in Pentiment. It's obsidian. <laughs> it's obsidian. Yep. So to the in- to the to the internet, lads. Yep. Look it up. And right. and also right. Tango GameWorks with Hi-Fi Rush. So when that game was being pitched, they were actually going to be working on Evil Within Three. That's what Bethesda wanted them to work on, and they wanted Hi-Fi Rush instead. Microsoft came in and said, what are you guys doing? They said, Hi-Fi Rush is something that we're thinking about. It was greenlit and it released. So there are a few decisions that have been made so far in the Microsoft sphere where they've jumped in and said, what do you guys really want to do? I want to hear it from you. Okay, you want to do that? No problems. Here's all the money you need. Off you go and out come the games kind of thing. 
The only time that it's fucked up is Redfall, because that's where Microsoft came in and said, what are you working on? Redfall. Okay, no worries. We'll leave you to your own devices. We won't check up on you, and we trust that you're going to bring out a great Bethesda game. They had no involvement whatsoever. Mm. It came out like dog shit. And then everyone blamed Microsoft for it, because they didn't Mm. get involved when they should have. Yeah, look, I, I, principally, I don't like par- the idea of parent companies dictating creative control. I think generally it it will mean a watering down of any sort of creativity, um, because you got to remember, even in creative companies where they come up with interesting shit, they still have execs of their own that they need to get across the line. So they already go through their own little exec vetting process of market parity and all that bullshit. And then they have to do it again with the parent companies. And then they have to do it again with the parent conglomerate. And then they have to do it again. And you just end up with, I don't know, shit like Starfield, which is the most middest mid-game that ever midded in all of mid-time. It's not even being mentioned in any of the awards this year with all the money that fucking went into it. So I love that you brought up Bethesda, and I think that's an example of where um, I I can't stand by... uh, big gaming companies just like uh, owning everything i don't think it results in the best quality gaming to be honest i think it drives down our overall uh prospects Mm. um anyway anyway um is there any other other points that you would like to make regarding xbox slash microsoft no 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 okay excellent um sorry i was about to ask you aaron because i thought that was your nomination with how long you spoke Um, all right, so my my nomination for Shame of the Year Worst Game Company, um, it has to go to, for this year, Daydalic Entertainment. Um, to- gaming company, top of their game, released the worst fucking game of all time, um, uh, released a press statement written up by ChatGPT, apologizing for how shit they are, so half-assedly that it, like they didn't even bother checking their spelling um, that the ChatGPT came up with with Lord of the Ring. And, um, and, and now they no longer exist. So like, you know, the, uh, stellar company really have raised the bar for worst game company of the year. Um, uh, I, I just can't think of anyone else that can sort of top that. And I would just like to, um, uh, use this time just to read out, uh, the names of some of the senior people in their company, um, just to make sure Jesus. that we we never, while their company may be gone, we should not forget. <laughs> Carsten Fichtelman, the CEO, I see you. Stefan Harms, COO, nice last name, I see you. Jan, Muller, Michaelis. You might have been screwed over in all of this. I see you-ish, maybe if you do like a press release thing that removes yourself a little bit and come up with something else <laughs> new that's good that's creative maybe you're dicked over by the other execs lucky lucky um, so just, yeah that's all i can just say. one thing right like the concept of you yep. disliking this game and didac or whatever it is entertainment is it the concept Daedalic yep, entertainment sure. the concept is you're walking down the street you can smell dog shit. You can see dog shit in front of you. You step in it and then you're like, oh, yuck, it's dog shit. Like, we all knew this game was going to suck from the beginning. Everyone knew that. 
Like, yes, we did. Why are you upset? Yes, this is what they call a shoe in Aaron. It turned out to be shit. You knew it was going to be shit from the beginning. Yes, Aaron, I'm simply Yes, I'm simply confirming what we all know is that it is shit. And this is the award for the shittest game of the year. And yes, what better argument could we say is that everyone knew this? And it is apparent. But it doesn't mean they're the shittest of all 2023 because it was just a pass away. Absolutely it was a pass away thought to begin with. It's like, okay, yeah, that game looks shit. Avoid. And everyone did avoid it except for one person on this chat who actually spent money all to right. go and play it. I have a responsibility to our listeners to provide quality content that reviews the current games of the industry, and this was an important one, Aaron. Now, while you may not see that as important, I take the work that I do very seriously. Thank you very much. No, I'm joking. Um, No, I'm joking. I fucking got a refund immediately. Like, it's just for fucks. Um, But, yeah. uh, Look, I I gotta say, I think I have to change my vote and look, you all made great arguments. Like Daedalic Entertainment, the shit they pulled with Gollum was incredible. But if I have to think, and the public after uh, all that shit, don't you forget? It's it's some wild shit, and it's it's fantastic. But but if I have to think of what is what company out of all of these that has had the most detrimental effect on the industry this year, I have to agree with Anthony. I think we're going to be seeing ripples of this Activision Blizzard King purchase for years and years to come. Look at the film industry. That's all I got to say. Look at the film industry where there's only like two- all their fucking Spider-Man movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's just nothing but fucking Spider-Man. Two or three big studios with one of those being Disney that owns all of the massive IPs. And because of that, we've seen things get more and more generic over the years and the creativity just die more and more and more. And Microsoft has just been coming in over the last few years. And then you end up with shit like Gollum. Where are you going with this? Microsoft has come in over the years and just been buying up so many studios. I am terrified of what the future holds. And so (laughs) far, they haven't been giving me a lot of good reasons to to not worry. (laughs) No. (laughs) Listen, if we're scared about what the future might bring, we need to change the award to an AI company. There wouldn't be Pentiment and there wouldn't be Hi-Fi Rush. They're both great games. Like, wh- why is this a bad thing? That's, t- mate, two games is not enough to justify <laughs> buying up so much of the industry. They own so many studios and you can only point to two good games. If we had to go based on what they're putting out, there's been far more bad games put out in the last few years by Microsoft than what there has been fantastic. Like, or at least very mid stuff so yeah i don't know unless someone can convince me otherwise that's two votes no you're right age of empires 4 was disappointing Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yep just give it to microsoft let's go (laughs) all right there you go holy shit shame of the year (laughs) worst game company goes to xbox or their you know parent company microsoft aaron do you want to take us away Okay. With the next category. Yeah, just switching <laughs> out to the category. Uh, we are looking at 
<laughs> that was shame of the year, right? Yeah, worst game company. Okay, yep. the next one yep. is something. I can't believe Day Daily didn't win that. I cannot oh, believe on, it. But anyway, Lockie, sorry, I will many... let it go. You... I will let it go. I will let it go. Like you knew it was shit. We all go. knew it was shit. Everyone was telling you it was shit. Everybody. Like, I know. I know. I know, Aaron. What surprised you when you're like, oh, hang on, this is Aaron, shit. Ooh. I knew it was shit. I was not surprised Ooh. by what I saw. Expectations were met. The expectations were low from the beginning. So that's it. You should just be like, you know what? This looks like shit. Everyone agrees this looks like shit. I'm not going to play it because it's shit. No, I was like, this looks like the shittest game of the year. And I was right. But it's not going to win because Microsoft is is doing Monopoly okay. stuff. Anyway, yep. But anyway, that's fine. Ladies, ladies, you're both pretty. It's an industry. <laughs> you're Thank both you, pretty. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, it's it's fine. Let's move okay, on. Okay, so the next one is called Lame of the Year, uh, which is also Game of the Oh Dear, which is the worst game of the year, I, I assume. Yeah, this. so you're actually... Here you go, Lockie. Yep. You've got plenty of time to talk about your favourite year. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah, no, I've, I've totally fucked up the categories again. So, Gollum, this is the one... Um, everything I said for the previous one, just copy and paste yep. onto this one. My my nominations, Gollum. Okay, done. so you've got Jesus. the other nominations Ooh. in here. Uh, Kong Skull Island and Walking Dead Destiny. By Game Mill and what was uh, King Kong? That was... Shit, I don't even know. Sorry, guys. Don't know who developed that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You can take it either way. (laughs) I love how we've got Kong Skull Skull Island here twice. (laughs) It's really making a point. (laughs) Okay, well, it's looking like it's probably going to be that. King Skull Island. King Skull Island. King. Has... Has... uh, Has... Gollum won an award yet? Uh... Uh, I think it went uh, won um, unclear yeah. of the year, so Might it has won. It won an award. It won an award okay, for right, well, tricking one of your news to review uh, hosts into buying the game and then getting upset that it's shit. I was never, I was never deceived. It wasn't they. I bought it fully expecting what I was going to get. Uh. Look, I feel like with Gollum, it was very much like, yeah, uh, the room situation. You bought it because you knew it was a shit show and you were buying tickets to the shit show and you refunded it anyway. Oh, yeah. Look, I never played Kong Skull Island, so I can't really speak to how terrible it was. I only know from what I've seen of it. Probably out of everything here... uh, like, I, I kind of also want to give it to Walking Dead Destinies because it was probably the funniest mm-hmm. shit I've seen from a video oh, game shit, I, I haven't played. That wasn't, oh, oh yeah, yeah. that's just hilarious. I've been sleeping on this one. The cutscenes are amazing. The the mm. All the characters, it's not even Uncanny Valley. The characters just look wrong. And it doesn't <laughs> even seem like they're doing it. In a way Although that because- actor that you sent it of, like, that's a fucking dead ringer. I'm sorry. Just, the actor just looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to tell no. you. My boy. He does. He just looks that way. Like, fuck. I found for the most what part- want, What do you want a game developer to do? Like, you know, you ask a graphics designer or whatever. Uh, not graphics, like, yeah, 
gaming developer to, to make him a character. That's what they made. They did a good job. That's what AI did. It looked to me like this. the situation wasn't <laughs> that they didn't have the likeness of the characters. It was just that they didn't have the skill to pull off what the likeness should look like. They all just looked wrong to me. I was not a fan of that. But... I know That's I didn't how he put looks this... in real life. Jesus, I don't know. I feel like they nailed it. I didn't put this down as a nominee, but there was also that game the day before. They captured his dead eyes. That's for sure. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, yeah. The, the day before, I think it's called. It was the game that it looked like it was supposed to be as visually impressive as The Last of Us, but was somehow a, a oh. massive multiplayer game. On Nintendo, and right? On Switch. No one thought... it. No, 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 no. It was on... No, that that was a, a Last of Us clone. I know what you're ah. talking about. This was a game that it was... People thought it was a scam. They didn't even think it was real. And it finally came out this year and uh, in December, just a few days ago, as of this time of recording, and it got reviewed terribly on Steam. It's sitting at mostly negative on Steam right now. But I don't know. Lockie, I know you are so passionate about your hate for Gollum. I think I'm going to have to change my vote to Gollum. I I, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's a... What do you call it? A, a ringer. Like, I don't think you can beat that. It, the, game, the game was so shit. It was, it was just so shit. <laughs> And there was so much hype and so much marketing and so much this money. This is the part that, that went- just drives me nuts. What hype was there that Gollum was going to be insanely good? That, that's what I mean. But like, there was hype. They and the the marketing that went into this by the developers were really setting the expectations high. That no one, like no one of rational mind, could have possibly expected them to be able to meet. And lo and behold, they didn't. But that doesn't. You know, just because it's the obvious pick doesn't mean we shouldn't pick it. It is the it's the obvious pick for a reason. It's because your br- you know your brain is telling you it is that. Like it, you have to trust your instincts, Aaron. Sometimes the the things, sometimes the right things in life aren't complicated. They're just simple. <laughs> and the simple answer here is that Gollum is. Well and truly, lame of the okay, year. So I'm going to agree with you that Gollum <laughs> is lame of the year, but but the reason why I'm agreeing with you that it's lame of the year is because I saw it many times, including its reveal, and already on the reveal it was labelled as Game of the Shit or whatever this one's called. What is it called? Lame of the Year. Like, it was lame of the year the moment we all saw it, but for some reason someone kept on the train. It was. Bought the ticket and decided, yep, going for it, kind of thing. When we're all like, yeah, no. But I, but in defense of the other ones too, I have played Skull Island and I have played Walking Dead Destinies. Skull Island is absolute trash. That game is like a PS3 slash Xbox 360, very derated game. The combat is shocking. The visuals are terrible. The environment is boring. But how about this? It actually has combat. Gollum doesn't have oh, that yeah. shit. Like, uh, Gollum doesn't have an attack It's going to be Gollum. I'm giving you Gollum, but I'm just saying with that one there, that was shit. And also, yeah. Walking Dead, I played the first level of that. That wasn't fun, but it also wasn't dog shit either. Like, it just felt like a basic-ass PS3 game kind of thing. Like, 
Give bit of take. a Starfield situation. No, Starfield was supposed to be good, but it's Bethesda. <laughs> like I, I was always no, out I'm just from the beginning. Pot shots at Starfield oh, here. It's a shit game too. I agree. I don't. I would never play Starfield, but. Gollum's going to win this one. It was terrible from the get-go. Everyone saw it coming. If you're going to step in shit and then get upset that it's shit, that's on you kind of thing. I want it on record that I put down Walking Dead Destinies and I didn't even get to fucking talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> by the time, no, wow. all, yeah, Aaron really, by the time uh, Zach was done talking about it, we'd already oh, no, moved sorry, on to Gollum. Yeah, Zach stole that one from you. Yeah, I thought Zach shit. was covering off um, Walking Dead Destinies. No, go d- d- sh- do your spiel, Anthony. I mean, my spiel was basically everything you already discussed, which is that, yeah, the... The game models look so bad. It, it It's not even a matter of not owning the likenesses. They just clearly can't fucking do them. I think in another podcast, go listen. I mentioned it. it it's like AI. It, it's like, it's like, oh, we want to, we want it to look like that actor from the show. It's like, okay, we can kind of do that, but we, but we also can't. Um, and just, yeah, the, the voice acting, the, Cutscenes. No, there is no cutscenes. If that's what you want to call them, they're, fr- they're still know. frames. I feel like they they nailed that actor's hydrocephalic head really yeah, well. The, it was great. The PowerPoint presentation of a cutscene yeah. where it's just like people <laughs> going like, oh, yep. oh, okay. <laughs> like yeah, no, it's. I'm sure these other two games are much worse, but man, there is some fucking gold in the comedically awful elements I've seen in Walking Dead Destinies, where at least Gollum and Kong Skull Island is like, I think the people who made these thought they were making a good game. I don't think the people who made Walking Dead Destinies can say that. They Like, look me dead in the <laughs> eye and tell me the PowerPoint presentation with bad voice acting is a good game. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't think you did make a good game. I think you knew you made a bad game. This is a tax write-off. Do you feel like right it off. was a budget issue? Do you feel like exactly. if they had more money, they could have done, you know... Yeah done a couple of things not in Microsoft Paint. It was shit, Anthony. <sighs> like, I'll give you that. I played the first <laughs> level. It was shit, but but it was functional. Like, you could still walk around, mm. and I shot zombies. I stabbed them in the neck kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Gollum wasn't functional. It wasn't. It <laughs> you wasn't. clipped through. You, cl- you tried climbing a wall. You clipped through it, <laughs> and you died. It had combat. Like, <laughs> yeah. in the defense of this Ooh. versus Gollum, it had combat. <laughs> like, it had something of uh, substance. It was not fun. Look, but I, th- I thought it was pretty wild that this year we had some of the best games that have ever been made in every single genre, but we also had the antithesis of that. We had such a stacked lame of the year this year because there, was, there was just so been. many you could choose yeah. from. There were so many year. terrible games wonderful. this yeah. year. But look, I'm so uh. glad to say... That lame of the year for 2023 has to go to the Lord of Ring <laughs> Gollum. We've been talking about this game for years, expecting it to be shit, and I'm, I'm. It just and sort we'll of warms my heart. We'll be talking about it for years to come. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, <hope laughs> I, I am sure. <laughs> oh, what a baffling game in every single way. Uh, I think that was you, Aaron. So, uh, Anthony, next category. I think our next category is, uh, ooh, hold on, there we go, 
Bug of the Severe. Um, this, uh, so let's see. I don't know how I'm going to read this this section out because uh, it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, so it's Jedi Survivor by Respawn Entertainment, um, followed by two other people agreeing with that, and uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC by Game Freak. So I feel we've already set you up for failure, Aaron, and I'm so sorry for that. Yeah, the odds are really stacked against I don't you. Know. Can he pull them from the jaws of death? We have been swayed before no, in these no. war ceremonies. I do not have the energy or the care or the death. Dedication <laughs> to fight for Pokemon. I don't give a shit. I just want Respawn to give me Titanfall 3. I'm kind of glad it came out buggy. Uh, I hope that's negatively impacted them hardcore just to change uh, direction with their development. So, yep, give it to Jedi. So, t- <laughs> so to Aaron, the greatest bug that Respawn could have done with Jedi Survivor was, make the was not work on Titanfall 3. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like one big bug and they just put Star Wars in it. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Zach, would you dude. mind talking us through, like, I know we, it's kind of already done, but would you mind just giving us a quick recap on some of the bugs that you've experienced? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in this oh, look, uh, I'm glad that Aaron came up with this category last year because I feel like in modern gaming, there are just so many prime games, especially in the AAA space, that can fit this category. And. Jedi Survivor is a perfect example of that. Respawn Entertainment, owned by EA, Disney license. There should have been more money than the richest person on the planet to go into the budget for this fucking game. Yet somehow we got it in a state that I think is unacceptable from any game. If an indie game gave me perform gave me performance like what Jedi Survivor has did give at launch, I would have been devastated. And yeah, holy shit. They expanded on the game in so many ways. And it was, if all the issues were solved would have been, Game of the Year nominee material. It was a really cool game, but holy shit, there was like this open world area where it was the biggest space we've seen so far in the series. And, you, you know, you think, let's get excited to explore that, see what there is to see. But holy shit, the fucking frame rate just mm. tanked mm. in that area. At some points, it looked worse than a stop and stop animation film <laughs> For me, when playing in those areas, it looked fucking awful. There was, you know, textures that would pop in late or just not pop in at all. Animation issues, clipping issues, just constant frame rate stuttering everywhere else in the game. That was the worst part, that planet. But throughout the rest of the game, I was seeing frame rate issues here and there. Just at the very least dips, it was not keeping at a steady 60. And it's such a shame because... It could have been such an amazing game, but holy fuck, buggy. Yeah. That's all shit, Jedi Survivor. Was Watto in this one? He was a bug, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't fuck think he was, right. but there was definitely bugs in this game. There was 100% bugs. I, I, Yeah, I completely agree with Zach, and obviously it's going to uh, Jedi Survivor. Because, yeah, it it is a shame that one of the games that I, I wanted to enjoy, I was so looking forward to it, it's just... 
a messy launch, and even then, after launch, a kind of a messy fixing of things. They, I don't know if the game is in a playable state yet. It's a bit unfortunate. I will add, I'm going to do it again. I'm adding a surprise nominee. Ooh, Ooh, look at me. Here we go. <laughs> Bill Clinton. The Bill Clinton kid's coming up. But this isn't... Yeah, I'm Bill Clinton. I'm back, baby. You can't stop me. Um, GTA 6. This, this isn't my nominee. I'm just surprised Zach didn't bring it up. Starfield, you couldn't finish the oh. game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You, it broke three times and you couldn't finish the fucking game. I'm surprised it's not on this list. Very good point. I think huh. purely because Ooh. I expect a Bethesda game to be buggy yeah, and bug broken. Mm. Exactly. Mm. That is the only That's reason fair. why I didn't pick it over it. I definitely had a better time in Jedi Survivor than I did Starfield because Starfield, I couldn't even finish the main fucking mm. quest. But... I had higher expectations of Jedi Survivor for sure. I remember Jedi Fallen Order did release in not the most amazing state. The frame rate wasn't great and there, it was a little buggy, but nothing compared to the issues that we saw in uh, Jedi Survivor. Absolutely, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Bug of the Severe or Lockie's alternative <laughs> title. You don't need to suggest it. Bug most severe, very yeah. um, very worth saying that. Goes to uh, Jedi Survivor by Respawn Entertainment. Please do better with the third one in the trilogy that we know is in the pipeline, and maybe give Aaron a Titanfall game at some point. Yeah, just give up on it, and just yep, you you suck, you suck. It's no good. <laughs> All right, yep, scrap yeah, the whole give thing. Give up on your dreams project. of of Star Wars. <laughs> No one wants another Star Lockie, Wars. the alphabet has led to you for the next category. Oh, my goodness. And go. for the category, we have Indie I Want Near. And no, that is not Indie from Indiana Jones. We are not Karen <laughs> Allen here. We are talking about indie games, the smaller... The smaller scale unsung heroes of the industry, our journeymen's that are innovating the games, pumping out the titles that we all want, and quite often exceeding those AAA fucking games. Um, so our nominations are Viewfinder by Sad Our Studios. Oh, that's a very sad company name. <laughs> Inkbound Beta by Shiny Shoe. Uh, sea of Stars by Sabotage Studios and Lies of P by Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> no. congratulations on your. I game. believe it's Niaozi Niaoiz Games. I believe is the publisher. Uh, the Niao, pub- Niao developer. Is, um, meow. Meow is like a like a cat. Meow. Meow, meow is. Uh, I guess while I'm here, I'll just elaborate a little bit. Uh, I didn't realize Lies of P. Why not? Yeah. I didn't even realize Liza P was. I knew it was obviously not a AAA. I didn't realize it was just an indie. It's, it's an I. It's a pretty incredible game to come out of an indie studio. It, yeah, it is damn. probably the closest we've gotten to a FromSoft like that is, like just there, like on the cusp of being a FromSoft game, uh, in terms of visuals and actually. Um, fidelity, it's actually surpassing some FromSoft games. It, it is more consistent frame rate-wise and performance-wise than some of their games, and it 
yeah, some of the boss and the enemy design is incredible. Um, can't speak to the story, but hey, FromSoft, like, there isn't one. Um, <laughs> but the actual, and the combat, while I have some issues with it, I can see what they were going for. They were trying to do a bit of a Bloodborne, but a little bit of Sekiro as well uh, in the combat area. And I think overall, it is a very good thing to see indie developers being able to pull out an impressive looking, performing, and playing game uh, like Lies of P. I think it's really impressive to see a game like this come out uh, and do pretty well um, in performance, again, gameplay and all that. But, I again, I, won't, I don't want to speak too highly of it because I don't know everything about the game, haven't finished it yet. But, you know, still very good. And, con- again, considering it is an indie game, kind of insane how good it looks and how everything functions it's crazy crazy to me that this is an indie game uh oop. we lost someone oh sorry i was just messaging zach because his girlish bladder has him once again <laughs> <in the toilet. laughs> um and <laughs> anyway so and he's like keep going keep going um yeah. no i totally agree with you i think lies of p was a really impressive game i i'm it still blows my mind that it was um that it's considered an indie look i don't know the size of the gaming studios but if it was yeah if this is an in, what an indie developer has put out i look forward to seeing what they'll be doing in the future and i'm sure mm-hmm. they'll be getting like big funding coming from those big hitters um, as future teams, because clearly they have a lot of talent there. Um, FromSoft should probably snag them up ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, uh, fan- absolutely fantastic. Look, I'll go next. I think uh, the game that I just want to give a shout-out, I'm going to have to downgrade it to an honourable mention, because it is in beta, and I feel like beta um, cannot win, otherwise Baldur's Gate would have won all of the awards for the last five years. <laughs> um, so... So that so I'm happy to acknowledge that there's a, a wonderful game called Inkbound. Um, they're developed by the gaming company Shiny Shoe, who released a couple of years ago a fantastic um, indie game called Monster Train, which was absolutely wonderful. And oh. I feel like they've hit it out of the park again with a uh, with a tactics um, third party top down game, um, very simple roguelite um, that just has so much versatility built into each run. Um, the challenges are simulating, uh, it's basically any roguelite enthusiast's wet dream and they're still in beta. So I can't wait to see what their final end product looks like, but I'll have to pass it off there as just an honorable nomination. So our next person, I can't even read anymore. Uh, uh, Aaron or Zach, do you want to, do you want to talk about one of your games? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 I chose Sea of Stars as the indie breakout hit of the year. Um, I think the reason why I chose that was because I had no idea who Sabotage Studios were. Um, they brought out an indie game that hits so well that it's currently ninety on Metacritic right now, which is extremely high. Um, it surpassed many AAA games this year. Um, with that figure, it beat Starfield, but, you know, surprise, it's Starfield. Um, <laughs> it has sold 250,000 units in the first week, which is unheard of for an indie game. 
um, especially of the scale that this little JRPG is is built upon. Um, the way that it handled music was incredible. The way that it handles visuals, both in the nighttime and the daytime, the the world is fantastic. The stories that it weaves and tells, the 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 gameplay was just so good. But then again, I'm saying this from a new JRPG fan. Like, uh, I mean, this is my first JRPG. I wouldn't even call myself a fan of the whole genre. I'm just saying this is. For me, this was new, and it blew me away, and the critics seem to agree with that as well. So, that's why Steve of Stars is in there for me. Mm-hmm. Look, peeps. I talked about Viewfinder earlier on in the year, and go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> I was very, very glowing <laughs> on it. I fucking love mm. it. It is really cool. It has one of the most interesting mechanics I've seen in any video game. Probably the most interesting mechanic I've seen since Portal. Uh, the oh, way yeah, you can, very Portal. Yep. Oh, you can mm, take nice. a photo of something and then grab that Polaroid and just put it into existence in the game world and then walk into the photo. It was just so mind-bending and interesting and how they get that mechanic and they think of all the most interesting things that they can do with it and how they can just break your fucking mind over the course of four hours. I haven't felt as strongly about an indie game since Hades. I absolutely adored Viewfinder. I think I enjoyed it even more than what I enjoyed Cult of the Lamb last year, which I put as my indie game of the year i played it you know i think it came out in august and i played a bunch of indies afterwards and just nothing could compare at all not planet of lana not cocoon it's it's ruined me for other indies so yeah (laughs) viewfinder it is for me it's got a demo on pc and playstation and maybe xbox as well definitely check it out if you like puzzle games it's a no-brainer yeah, Viewfinder is my vote, and I'm sticking with it. Uh, I'm going to give my vote to Anthony. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I thought you made a good point with Lies of P. That game looks like a fucking AAA game. It was made by indie developers. It's great. It's a Souls-like. No. Uh, <laughs> it's a Souls-like. Ooh. A dirty Souls-like. We've lost Aaron. Why don't you like Souls? <laughs> What's wrong with Souls-like? Oh, no. Aaron. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, uh, my vote outrules you, so congratulations, oh, Aaron. Hold on. Aaron Anthony. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Here's the here's the uh, spatter in the works yet again. Uh, oh my god. Bill Clinton uh, kid. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Bill Clinton I'm back, baby. Anthony, I really went out on a loop for you. Uh, while yes, I would love for Liza P to win, it would be great. Unfortunately, I think I have to give it to Viewfinder because Again, just the concept, the puzzle gameplay. It's so fun. I think it's really inventive. So I will pass my win. That was gracious. The football has been thrown to Anthony and he's throwing it to fucking Zach. Zach's getting the win, I think, on this one. I I think Viewfinder is just a more interesting gameplay concept and a fun puzzle um, like concept as well. I think it's just really a fun idea that I'm... I want to see more games like this. It's so fun. I want to see more portal games as well. That's a fair um mm. that's a fair one. Well, Zach, <laughs> could you announce the winner of this award? There you go. For indie I want 
near 2023. It goes to Viewfinder by Sad Owl Studios. Holy shit. I am fucking stoked. And I'm super stoked because it's time to talk about the big one. The moment we've all been waiting for. That's right. The (laughs) News to Reviews presents... The Game Awards Part 4, colon, the Sinusmatic reviews of us <laughs> Game of the Year. <laughs> yes. And yes. the nominees are Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac, Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian Studios, Alan Wake 2 by Remedy, and finally Street Fighter 6 by Capcom. Anthony, do you want to get us kicked off? Why do you think Street Fighter 6 should be the GOAT? Uh, it's very fitting that I'm going to be the first one because this one comes with a little bit of baggage because uh, if you've listened to recent episodes of uh, News to Views at the time this was recorded, I have lost a little faith in Street Fighter 6. They oh. Capcom has been doing some stuff that I'm personally not a fan of and has really made it hard for me to consider this one of my favorite games this year, just because I don't like when a game studio does something after release that makes a game worse by, you know, microtransaction bullshit. Oh. However, in saying that, just when this game came out and the the months following it, and even now I'm going back and playing it a bit, um, because I'm like, you know what, I missed I missed playing this game. I missed going online, having fun, matches and all that. It's one of my favorite games. It's it's such a good fighting game. It's such just a good game in general. It's well designed from its menus to, again, its sound design, its uh, characters, its music, its gameplay. Everything about it, apart from the microtransactions, I think has been so well thought out and so well constructed to make such a complete gaming experience out of the box. It's why I think I can say this. You can ignore the microtransactions. They don't make this a better game. What the game gives you when you buy that like $90 thing from the store, the game, the game disc, the code, whatever you're getting, (laughs) that $90 or however much you spend is amazing. It is such a good experience. The... The level of depth in all the training, the uh, like additional menus you get for your characters and learning the game and learning the uh, the story. No, sorry, the uh, the story mode content. Even though it's not great, it is such a step up from everything uh, Capcom has done in previous entries. It's just again another great uh, evolution of the game, and I'm I uh. <sighs> I mean, it's the game I was looking most forward to this year. Mm. I, I can't mm. sing its praises enough. I love this game, even though it's hurt me a bit this year with its uh, with Capcom's choices. I still love this game, and I still really wish I could say it is like easily my favorite game of the year. But unfortunately, I think that's another game on this list now, and I'll leave it at that. But I still think it's a great <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> I think the game of the year should go to Baldur's Gate 3. I'm glad I was sitting down for that. Because it's... Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) I've run out of steam. It's been two and a half hours. Um, No, Baldur's Gate 3 is well and truly deserving of game of the year. Um, And I feel like 
peppered throughout, um, we could probably stitch together a speech that would effectively yeah. um, canvas everything that's already been said about it so far. But what I would like to focus more on this one is the impact that it made on the gaming industry. Um, it was it was interesting. Um, it's one of the few games of this level of quality in the AAA space um, that actually harkens back to a time where games weren't littered with microtransactions. They weren't stripped down for all this bullshit nonsense and re-released in a DLC. Um, no fuckery. Ooh. And also they've received multiple, multiple patches of content that no one really asked for, but we all appreciate. Um, more jiggly dick physics. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Yes! Um, and that, that dropped only last week. I only, you know, I can only dream of what they might release in the future in terms of additional content when that came out of left field. Um, uh, it got people riled up in the Twitter space. It had developers saying, um, saying that it was a bad thing that it was a really good game because because people will expect more from from the quality of the games in the future and that's a bad thing. Um and and my only response to that is no, that's a good thing, you fucking idiot. Um No, that's a really good thing and and it only hi- serves to highlight how important it is that we need more shit like this to actually start pushing back on all of the weird cost-cutting bullshit trying to wring each consumer in the gaming industry out of every last cent without really giving us what we want. So, um, what can I say? Um, it is an amazing game. Uh, it is having an impact on the industry. It's causing a global conversation around that industry for the better, which is a very rare thing. Um, you know... What does Alan Wake 2 have to say about everything? Huh? <laughs> what does Spider-Man 2 have to say about everything other than mm. it's another fucking Spider-Man game? Great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dear. So I've been sitting here for two and a half hours in a hot box in this room. <laughs> I quite literally have a container of water and ice and I've been dabbing myself down <laughs> trying to keep cool this entire time. So, do I have oh the God. energy to go into the ring for Alan Wake 2? Probably not. But, you know what? I'm <laughs> saving my energy to fight like hell that Spider-Man 2 is not going to win this, but I will give it a very quick go for Alan Wake 2. Okay. <sighs> okay. So, ah, oh, fuck it. No, just, yeah, let's go. Spider-Man 2, Zach, let's hear it. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. It's a great game. Go look at the reviews. It's awesome. <laughs> Zach, Oh, my God. Holy wow. shit. So, just, just to let people know, the day we're recording this, December 9th, it, w- it hit 42 degrees, I think maybe even hotter in some suburbs. It is a hot as fuck day, so I do not blame you at all there, Aaron. Thank you for being here with us and yeah. suffering through it. He's dabbing He's himself washing right himself now. with a rag on the stick right now. <laughs> rag on stick. God, I wish I had the stick. That makes it so much easier. <laughs> God, if only, if only poor Aaron could afford a stick. Yeah. Oh. Where do I get them? I think uh, I think it's very fitting. I know how much you love Alan Wake too, but I think you know already where this is going. But 
even with that being said, I, I will briefly talk about Spider-Man 2, even though I did basically say earlier on the episode I'm more than willing to change my vote. But still, look, my personal game of the year, the game that if I look at in its entirety, the game that I had the most fun with, the game that I enjoyed the most, the game that gave me the most out of 2023, for me, it is 100% Spider-Man 2. It was everything for me that a sequel should be. It took all the good things about the previous Spider-Man games and dialed them the fuck up to 11. The story was better. The traversal was better. The combat was better. It was amazing and everything I could possibly ever want. And I enjoyed the living fuck out of it. And it made me happier than any other game in 2023. With that being said... Yes, I'm changing my vote to Baldur's Gate 3. And, Lockie, as you argued so eloquently and beautifully before, for all the reasons that you've said, Baldur's Gate 3 is the best RPG I've played since The Witcher 3. It is one of those RPGs, like when The Witcher 3 came out, that just puts other RPGs to shame to the point where, yes, developers have been like, oh, don't expect us to do this. Oh, shit, it's just, it's it's too much. It's too, it's too hard. It's too good. It's got too much content in it. (laughs) They're setting such a high bar. There's just so much content, but of such a high quality. It's just fucking exquisite. And the best multiplayer experience that I have had since Fall Guys, which is the only multiplayer game that I've continued playing for multiple years since Call of Duty. So that's singing very high praise. We've just completed our playthrough. We're yet to do the epilogue, but we've finished the main story. And already I'm hungry to play it again and hungry for more. And like, I feel this like looming sadness of knowing that we're not going to have these Baldur's Gate three nights that we've been having every now and again, because they've just been a pure joy and an amazing escape Mm. from the fucking deluge of shit that we get around (laughs) the silly season. My God, it's been a fucking nutty second half of the year, but Baldur's Gate three has been there. Every Baldur's step of the way. I, yeah, I've loved playing it's it. It's been so yeah. good. And I have to throw my vote behind Baldur's Gate 3. No game. Fucking hell. Last, not last play session, the play session before <laughs> Hunter had a great idea that culminated in him just throwing <laughs> Anthony <laughs> off a cliff by accident, which was just. It's. it's, oh. it's This kind of thing that can only happen in a game where they give you the freedom that Baldur's Gate 3 gives you. And it was just hilarious and amazing. And what what an achievement this game is. Thank you, Zach, so much for changing it off Spider-Man. Like, honestly, I had had six sinister points that I wrote down that I was going to (laughs) lay it on you. But fucking, I don't have to do it. Thank God. Yeah, good job. Baldur's Gate 3. Glad I was sitting down for it. Wow, it won game of the year. Holy shit. I hope you guys weren't surprised. Aaron, can you... There we go. um, I I want you to write down those six sinister points so we can have that as bonus content later because that's awesome. Aaron, six sinister points for Spider-Man 2. Six sinister points why Spider-Man 2 is not game of the year. I I think we can um, put... 
this awards ceremony to a close um, and confirmed that Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian Studios is game of the year of 2023. Wow, what a hell of a year that we've had for the gaming industry. We've had our highest of highs, our lowest of lows. It's been a game reviewer's wet dream in roller coaster emotions. Um, and oh. <laughs> uh, I, I am so grateful having had to be able to share this with all three of you. You guys are awesome. Aww. Thank you. You guys win the Game of the Year award for being great Aww. hosts. Thank you. <laughs> Friends of the year. Friends of the year. Friends of the year. <laughs> yeah. Friends I want near. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, Lockie. It's it's funny. This year gave us the best the game industry had to offer, as well as the worst as well, too. We haven't had such a stacked year of nominees for Game of the Year and also Lame of the Year. Yeah, this year really did give a lot. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. And once again, that was easily my favorite episode of the, of the year. Fuck, I love doing these episodes. It's so much fun. <laughs> Holy oh. shit. <laughs> oh, it's, it's great. It's oh, it's so fun. Just this roundtable discussion of all of us like trying to sort this shit out. It's so good. <laughs> I have to give you, Anthony, the MVP award this uh, this time for like getting up on stage when like the speeches are over and talking about Bill Clinton like for ev- almost every award. <laughs> there's some sort of what the hell moment. <laughs> Which I just hang loved. on a minute, <laughs> and, hang on, yeah. you forgot something. I remembered this, and also all, all the visual cues that you've given that only we get to benefit from. Throughout. Oh yeah, fuck the the yeah. audience is not yeah. getting half the experience. It's all in the visual there is, cues. There is visual energy coming out of every pore in in Anthony <laughs> for this session. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yep. Um, oh dear. And 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 Aaron, um, you know, shout out to you, um. Uh, all your juices are coming out of For your pores no in this um in this session because you've really <laughs> you've really gone through. You've been in a hot box the entire time, so thank you so much for coming on. Um, we absolutely uh couldn't see this show without you being a part of it at this point. I just feel like my 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 like arguments were just so tempered by my like exhaustion of heat. I'm just like, yeah. yeah, you know what, Alan Wake. Yep, go look up the reviews. It it's help. good. You got to set yourself up for success. <laughs> mate those conditions they're, they're key when in the in the clincher moments <laughs> not to mention oh. aaron and i recorded an episode a normal episode earlier today that was just r- riddled with so many tech issues we've <laughs> really really been through it but look th- this is the final episode of the year this is the episode that comes out before we tick on over into 2024 so i just want to quickly do a few thank yous sorry i know it's getting late on this saturday evening and and aaron is losing all the water weight he has left in his body right now but <laughs> very brief- briefly i will mention thank you to all of our guests that we have on news to reviews you are what makes this show what it is we love all of you and i'm not going to shout you all out individually but a special big shout out to our friends over at the Inconsolables who uh, shut up shop for their podcast this year. They're 
fantastic friends of mine. I love each and every one of them and they're a big part of what makes news to reviews what it is. So I have to thank them. Uh, but one of the biggest thank yous I have to give this year has been a year where, you know, life, you know, it, it doesn't wait around for us. Life happens and every now and again, not everyone is able to be here to record this podcast. And, and thankfully, when Lockie hasn't been able to make it in for his normal episodes, I've been super lucky to have two of the best co-hosts I could ask for in Aaron and Anthony to fill in for him when he can't make it. And you two lads, not only are you always fantastic guests, you're always fantastic co-hosts. And I, I, I can't thank you enough for helping make news to reviews what it was in in uh 2023 and finally big thank you to everyone who donated over november i know this is at the end of the year now so november's been over for a whole month but i i just i i have to thank everyone who helped out with that it's a cause that's near and dear to my heart and it really yeah it makes me feel the warm and fuzzies on the inside to know that there's so many wonderful nice people out here in this community but that'll do us for <laughs> news to reviews presents the game awards part four colon the sinusmatic reviews averse gentlemen thank you so much for joining me for this amazing bonus episode of news to reviews Lockie, do you have any final words of wisdom for the final episode for this year no words of wisdom enjoy your holidays Hmm. yeah get up at the ghost of non-denominational holiday cheer says to enjoy your holidays whatever you celebrate (laughs) let's go (laughs) and everyone out there please take care of yourselves and take care of one another Oh, there we go. Anthony's making his way back in. He's making his way downtown. He's got that Conor McGregor walk now that Street Fighter has won two <laughs> yeah. awards. You know it. I'm back, baby. He's got that swag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Holding on to that Capcom teddy bear. Something, something. He's oh, doing a dance yeah, for us. Around here somewhere. He's feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm crushing these game in the wars. All I had to do was steal a category. I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready to go? I just Ooh. like that we all feel like we're winning. That's a that's the mark of a good gaming award. Yep, there you go. The real the real award was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. If I'm going to nominate anyone, I'm going to nominate the award itself for the award. <laughs> Congratulations, <Yeah>. Gaming <laughs> News Awards! For, you've won the fourth annual News Awards Award of the Year. <laughs> Congratulations! Oh, jeez. Woo! Fa la 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 la.